The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Today is August 27th, 2023, and here are the topics that will be discussed on this week's edition of the Serious Side of the Jay Brown Show. A Dollar General in Jacksonville, Florida, the scene of yet another deadly shooting, another place overcome with hate. This week, the world laid eyes on something we'd never seen before. The mugshot of a former American president. New details about the Utah man who was killed by the FBI as they tried to arrest him for allegedly threatening to assassinate President Biden. Tonight, new video emerging of the standoff before that deadly shooting. After launching a racist, sexist, and perversely pornographic attack yesterday on Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis, Donald Trump has now put some of that lying attack language in a television ad that he intends to run for several days in Atlanta. Accordingly, I am today announcing the suspension of State Attorney Monique Worrell from the Ninth Judicial Circuit, effective immediately. Online radio at its best. Welcome to the morning prayer before you start your day. This is a prayer I put together where I'd like to pray for anyone within the sound of my voice. All I ask you to do is to agree with me as I pray, and together we will seek our Heavenly Father. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we gather together and come into agreement in the wonderful and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Where two or more are gathered, there you'll be in the midst of us, and anything we agree upon is touching, you will surely do. Father, in Jesus' name, there's no distance in the Spirit, and we thank you for the person I'm praying for who desires a morning prayer before they start their day. Father, seeking you first at the beginning of the day determines the outcome of the day. It is something they long to do in their life right now, each and every day. Holy Spirit, give them the courage and boldness to start their day with God first. Lord, please help them to enter into your presence and bask in fellowship with you. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence is refreshment. In your presence is wisdom, knowledge, and understanding about all that the day is yet to bring. Together, in agreement, we ask you to honor this commitment to morning prayer by bringing special revelation and insight as they seek you first thing. As a result of starting their day with you, we thank you for bringing fresh knowledge and power to the situations they encounter throughout their day. Praise you for bringing divine protection, supernatural favor, and miraculous breakthroughs to situations throughout their day in Jesus' name. We decree and declare that this moment of prayer marks a time in their life that is very different than days gone by because they are committing more strongly to daily morning prayer. We decree and declare that they will begin their mornings by seeking you and your word first 
before all else. Thank you that morning prayers will teach them many things. Most importantly, it will keep Jesus in the center of their day just as he ought to be. Praise you for your spirit leads them down the path they are to follow today. Thank you for rich rewards of starting this morning with you. They are not left to find their own way. No, they are led by the Holy Spirit moment by moment and he reveals the will of God all day long. This morning prayer before they start their day will supernaturally help the person I'm praying for to grow in wisdom and insight for any and all things that come across their path. Most importantly, their relationship with you is blossoming and overflowing with abundant blessings because you are a good, good Father. Hallelujah. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our calling number. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the serious out on a beautiful Sunday. Glad you guys are in the house. Hope you guys are staying cool. The heat wave continues. I'm Jay Ralph. Thank you, thank you, thank you for spending a portion of your day with me, with my family. Of course, I'm never here by myself. And one and only, Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house as well. Good morning, sir, and happy Sunday. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you and uh, on the next side. Uh, good morning, Kathleen. Uh, good morning, Rick Sisters. Uh, good morning, Mama B. Uh, good morning, Real Dea. Uh, good morning, Mary Music. And good morning, my brother Hope. And good morning, my brother Jamal. And where I am, it's a beautiful 70 degree day here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Throw that shade, why don't you? No pun intended. Once again, the number is 347-850-1272. Glad to be back. Uh, we were out last week. I think most of you all who are regular listeners of the show know or knew where we were. But uh, we'll talk about that. But you know how it is uh, at the beginning of the show. If you've been a huge, huge follower of our show, you know it's the time or the portion of the show where we kind of talk about things that will not make the agenda uh, for this week's show. And I tell you, we have a lot to talk about. But first things first. 60th anniversary uh, march uh, happened yesterday, Mr. Elias, the 60th anniversary uh, of the march on Washington, and especially uh, one of the topics that we're going to talk about this morning, uh, very profound, uh, Mr. Elias, a profound moment, a profound uh, moment in history. Uh, what say you in regards to the 60th anniversary uh, of the march on Washington? Uh, just uh, just a, a day that... Uh, very important day for America, but especially for African Americans. What say you? I, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was a very profound day, man. Look, the uh, I'm trying to remember the, the, the brother's name. He's my frat brother. Dallas uh, was over the Pullman Porters. He was supposed to be the, uh, the, the 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 head speaker there, and then he he he, he stepped down so that Martin Luther King could be the the, the, uh, the, the oh, wow. head speaker in that thing. Yeah. You know, I, I you know I just saw all kind of excerpts from it, but you know, man, look, it was a profound day, and you know, man, it, it needed to happen. It definitely needed to happen because you know what, <laughs> we're still dealing with the same crap that we dealt with in the '60s to this day, and they're trying to take us back there. So it is very profound that we remember that. You don't forget your history because if you forget your history, you're doomed to repeat it. So yes, very profound. Absolutely. And, 
obviously one of the topics that we will discuss is what happened in Jacksonville and that happened on the anniversary of that march. So uh, just uh, once again, just something to think about. And you're right, a profound moment in history. Um, And once again, uh, here we are in 2023 dealing with some of the same things that uh, they dealt with in the 50s and 60s. And it's just ridiculous Uh when you think about it. But we'll have those conversations as the show goes on. All right, uh, another topic, Uh, Russia. Let's go to Russia. Vladimir Putin, the Russian government, has confirmed that the mercenary leader who tried to, uh, who had, who had begun a coup, uh, was on his way to Russia to uh, confront Putin, being confirmed that that uh, mercenary leader uh, was killed in a plane crash uh, earlier this week, well, last week, obviously. Uh, Mr. Elias, your thoughts on this? Putin and the Russian and the Russian government have said, "Oh, we don't know anything about it." Uh, we send our <laughs> profound sadness to his family. He lived a complicated life. And if any mercenaries operated within the Russian borders who conducted this, we will seek justice, blah, 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 blah. What say you in regards to that story? If you, if you know what, man, that guy, he should have he completed his mission. If he didn't complete his mission, he should have left the country. Bottom line, you know, you're not going to do that to Putin. He's not going to retaliate. He's like, come on, man, this guy's a killer. <laughs> you know, but you just sit there and I ain't sit there and act like we're gonna find who did this look in the mirror, clown. You did it. You know you did it. Oh, you, let, let me let me rephrase that. You gave the order to do it. <laughs> let, let's just say that. You gave the order because nothing happens in Russia without your okay. So stop. Stop saying that, you know, this is this is uh we're gonna find out who did it. We find out who did it, we're gonna take action. Well, yeah. Take action on yourself, Father, because it's you that did this. This is crazy. And it, you know, and it, and it had to be a bomb on the plane or a missile. It had to be a bomb on the plane. Had to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's what happened. There was an explosive device on the plane uh, because there's video of this thing just falling out the sky. Planes don't fall out the sky like that unless it's been shot down. So, you know, Vladimir Putin, the bottom line is if you cross him, Obviously, uh, it's certain death or lifetime or a lifetime of incarceration. So either or, you know, the Russian government is what it is. But it's amazing, man, that this is a government. This is a superpower, and they operate this way. Uh, and it's just amazing that they t- they say these things, and people are laughing. Like when they talked about, well, we're not going to invade uh, Ukraine. We were just positioning our forces around Ukraine because we were about to exercise a military. We were going to do a military Uh exercise and training. And, you know, they're just, oh, my God. I just don't understand why someone won't just take them out. I just, it's it's amazing how one person has this power. But I guess if you look at it, and the equivalency is what's happening here in the United States of America, you know, I mean, you just can't assassinate leaders, I guess. But at the end of the day, it's like, why won't you just get rid of them? I don't get it. Over 300,000 Russian soldiers have either been killed or maimed during this Ukraine war. This is a small country. This is a, Now, they're fighting a superpower. They thought they could take it over in four days, and here we are a year plus, and they're still in the fight. And, and in some cases, you can say Ukraine, uh, they're, making, uh, they're, making, uh, uh, they're making ends because at the end of the day, you know, they're still fighting. And they're still, uh, right. they have the help of the world behind them, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, man, for this small country to be giving Russia everything uh, that it's got and then some, 
uh, that says a lot about the readiness of the Russian military. So who knows? All right. Bob Barker, Mr. Elias, died at the age of 99. Mr. Elias, you're the next contestant on The Price is Right. You have to say about the uh, the Emmy, 14-time, I think, Emmy winner, uh, Bob Barker, passing away at 99. Wow. He lived a long and fruitful life. And, you know, it might have been The Price is Right that he, he, he starred on. But I still remember from Happy Gilmore. When uh, he beat up Adam Sandler in the golf tournament, <laughs> and then he called him a bitch afterwards. <laughs> that, that was that was just epic. That was epic. I I enjoyed that movie, man. You know, Bob Barker put it on Adam Sandler in that movie, man. So yeah, 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 great, yeah, yeah. Great, great, you know, great movie. So, but yeah, Bob Barker, man. What can you say? Price is right, man. He lived a long and fruitful life. Yeah, yeah. And he started off, I think it was True for Consequences. I think that's where he got his start. Uh, but obviously, he's known for the uh, Price is Right. And, but you know, the thing is, there was some controversy. Some of the Barker beauties that accused him of, of uh, you know, harassing mm-hmm. in the workplace. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, that settled out or whatever the case may be. But Bob Barker dead at the age of 99. You know, Betty White, she didn't make 100. She died at the age of 99. So who knows, man. But uh, anyway, um a tele a television icon uh, passed away over the weekend. All right, so now uh, we weren't here last week uh, because we were on a cruise, and we'll spend the next few minutes because I know people want to know. We we said when we left two weeks ago that we'd give an update, and uh, let me get your thoughts on the cruise, man. So, you, you, what say you, bro, about uh, the cruise that we just uh, came back from a week today? Phenomenal ship, man. The, the ship was the crew. The, the ship was just phenomenal. It was, yeah. I mean, it, it was so many activities. It was just, I mean, large, huge. You know, you got a chance. They had a track on the bottom of the ship where you could just go running, walking, or whatever. You know, they had rock climbing. They had putt uh, putt golf. Zip-lining. They had zip lining. You, you, it just had the surfing on there. It was just so much stuff to do on this cruise. You know, it was it was unbelievable, and I got chance to spend time with my family and loved ones. Man, that was that was just that was just the cherry on the top of the ice on the cake, man, for me. That uh, I got a chance to spend time with my family. So it was it was a great cruise, you know, uh, over uh, out of uh, uh, if I was the greatest out of uh, one out of the ten, I'd give it a seven, eight, seven or eight at this point in time. Yeah, same here. It was a big ship, a lot to do. Uh, I think we talked about it while we were on board that, uh, listen, I enjoyed myself. It's a huge cruise ship, and there were a lot of kids on board because in most cases, most of those kids, that was their last weekend or their last week uh, during the summer break before they had to start school that following Monday. So there were a lot of kids on board, a lot of people. I think there were over between five to 6,000 folks on that ship. Uh, big ship, a lot to do. Um, you know, I don't know what I would rate it. Um, I think that now that I've been on Carnival and Royal Caribbean, um, I thought that the Carnival's food was better, I thought. Uh, and I think that the way the ship was made, you had the ability to meet people uh, more, uh, I guess I would say, versus Royal Caribbean. You had, you know, you had the boardwalk. You had like the mall area you had 
uh, the Central Park area. You had the pool area. You had the adults-only area. You had, like you said, this big amphitheater down on the deck where you could watch movies. It was just so much to do. It was such a big ship. I don't know. It was good, though. It was a good time. I had a great time. And, you know, when you're out at sea, uh, just... You know, there's some uh, calmness behind that. And just there were days where, you know, we just sat out on the deck and just chilled. And so it was, you know, it was good. It was fun. It was, uh, we had a good time, I think. And it was also great uh, having new family members because, uh, you know, I met some new family members on board, and uh, I was really, really uh, excited about that. And so, yeah, it was good, man. It was a good trip. So, all right, folks, that's the wrap-up. It's time for an NPR News update, and then we have some serious conversations that's up ahead. Plus, Ms. Elias, we're going to hear from, from, from one of our, you know, one of our uh, favorite listeners uh, that used to be a part of this show all the time. Uh, but uh, that mystery man is coming up next. It's the serious side, 347-850-1272. It's time for an NPR News update, and then we'll get into the heavy lifting of the show. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Luis Schiavone. Officials in Russia say they now have forensics proof that Wagner mercenary group leader Yevgeny Prigozhin was on board a plane that fell out of the sky last Wednesday between Moscow and St. Petersburg. Russia's investigation committee today announced that through genetics testing, it's identified the remains of all 10 people killed and Prigozhin was among them. With mercenaries from the Wagner Group fighting in Ukraine two months ago, Prigozhin had led a rebellion against Russia's military leaders over the conduct of the war in Ukraine. Officials in Jacksonville, Florida, say the young white gunman in a mass shooting left behind manifestos detailing an ideology of racially motivated hate. Sheriff T.K. Waters described the scene where four people died, including the gunman who killed himself. An individual we have not yet officially identified entered a Dollar Tree in the Newtown area of Jacksonville, outfitted with a tactical vest, armed with an AR-style rifle and a handgun. Then the shooter killed three people before turning the gun on himself, taking his own life. Sheriff says it's believed the gunman, who's not been identified publicly, acted alone. Three U.S. Marines have died after their aircraft crashed during a military exercise in Australia. Several others were injured, with some flown to a hospital. The BBC's Ellen Duncan reports. Police say the crash took place at 9 a.m. Uh, around Melville Island. Now, that's an island off the north coast of the Northern Territory in Australia, around 60 kilometers north of Darwin. Uh, it was uh, taking part in a, an exercise called Exercise Predators Run 2023. Now, that's the largest Australian Army-led exercise that's being held in the Northern Territory this year. We know that uh, a total of this exercise is around 2,500 uh, military members taking part. These are from countries that include, of course, the US, Australia, but also Philippines, East Timor, and Indonesia. The BBC's Ellen Duncan. Seven people are recovering after being shot, and two have been arrested in Boston after gunfire broke out near a neighborhood celebration in the city this weekend. 
John Bender from member station WBUR has details. Authorities say the shooting began shortly before 8 a.m. near the city's annual Caribbean Festival. Boston police say the gunshots were completely unrelated to the celebration, which continued on into the afternoon. Boston Police Commissioner Michael Cox says it's still very early in the investigation. But it seems to potentially be maybe uh, two groups uh, having some type of altercation around that. And so, unfortunately, as a result of it being a large crime scene, we did stop the parade on Talbot Avenue. Police say the investigation is ongoing. For NPR News, I'm John Bender in Boston. This is NPR. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance of living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. A Dollar General in Jacksonville, Florida, the scene of yet another deadly shooting. Another place overcome with hate. Finally put, this shooting was racially motivated and he hated black people. Police say the gunman, a white man in his early 20s, used these guns, one with swastikas on it, to kill three black people before turning the firearm on himself. Welcome back in. 21 minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS radio network. Uh, another senseless shooting, another white person who gets a gun and decides that they uh, do not like black people and they go and kill folks at a Dollar General. It's very similar to what happened uh, in Buffalo, New York, uh, a year ago. Uh, Mr. Elias, you know, I, I just, you know, sometimes when you hear these stories, you just sit back, sitting to me. I can't speak for everyone, but when I heard the story, I just sat down, just in a dark place, turned the lights out, and I just wanted to to to. Um, I just wanted to uh, have a moment to myself and to think about, uh, you know, some of the things that have happened to our brothers and sisters over the years. Whether it happened in the '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s, or even in the 2000s. You think about a lot of our people have been killed just because the fact that they were black. They didn't do anything. Uh, They just killed them. You know, they just got killed. They were at the wrong place at the wrong time. Something that we all do. Drop in, stop in at a Dollar General store. Maybe I want to, you know, maybe you want to pick up something real quick for dinner or, you know, maybe you want to pick something up for decor. And all of a sudden, you know, you're no longer amongst the living your thoughts on this hideous crime committed by this uh, racist let's just call him what he is well let's, let's call him what it is you know and, and your governor of the state of Florida is a racist and that, that's that's just a natural fact he's trying to erase black history anytime you can sit there and tell your whole your whole you know the, the education system that slavery was a bonus for black folks and they learned skills that they can use the rest of their lives Really? So I can become a slave around these skills? Look, man, racism has existed God, for God knows how long. But 
you know, it's never going to stop until you get people to not look at, like, like Martin Luther King said, look at me for the content of my character, not like, the color of my skin. This, this guy was a, a complete psychopath, man, just to look at somebody's skin color and dislike me because of my skin color. I don't, you know, look, man, it, 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 you, you can't judge a book by its cover because I, I've, I've learned that a long time ago, man, because most most people you think that are, that are like that, some are not, some are. But, you know, man, look, this, this guy, man, I, I hope he burns in hell. I do. I hope he, I hope he burns in hell and he, and, and and the devil just just tears his ass up every day. He needs to burn in hell. It's ridiculous, man. And 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 the the, the, the Satan in, in Florida, he needs to burn in hell as well. You know, hate is taught, right? Kids, when they come out of the womb, they don't know the difference. So hate is taught. And what makes this situation more alarming for me is that this guy was in his twenties, right? He was in his 20s, which means that there are people who are preaching hate. And like you said, when you have politicians minimizing what, you know, what black folks are and try to erase the history of this country, uh, it just makes, you know, it makes it convenient for those people who are crazy and nuts to justify going out and shooting black people. Well, they're, you know, you marginalize our people. Oh, well, you know, hey, listen, they're not anybody. They're just, you know. Dogs. I remember that scene from uh, Mississippi Burning, and, and and when the guy said, uh, "You kill, won't you?" He said, "I'd wring a neck." He said, "I'd kill. I wouldn't give it any more thought than wringing a cat's neck." And we're talking about another person, and that's just the hate that some people have for African Americans because they're being well, told that all the reason why. The reason why you're not, uh, you know, African-Americans, they're on welfare and, and they're taking money from us. When we all know that, you know, the majority of people that are on, white, on, on welfare are, are poor white people. But once again, this is the narrative that they put out there. And so now all of a sudden you have someone who has this hate inside of them festering. And so you're the reason why, you know, my tax dollars are going to, to you know, Shaniqua and, and DeAndre and, you know, and all these different things. You're the reason why there's crime in the inner city. You know, you're the reason why when you have these politicians running around, you know, putting this information out there. Go ahead, man. It's Becky Sue that's getting me, uh, Becky Sue and Billy that's getting me, uh, the, the, the welfare, you know, come on, let's just be honest. But the bottom line is, you know, it, it, you're right, man. I remember I went to Indiana State going to college, and I was walking home from, from a class one day, and uh, this little white kid had to be about five or six years old. said, look at that, look at that N-word. He's a bigot. And I looked at him, and I just wanted to spit on that little kid, but I just kept walking, man, because <laughs> – it was a little bitty kid, and he, he, he didn't know any better. But I, boy, I, I, I sure wanted to see his father or his mother so I could give him a piece of my mind. They, none of them came out of the house. But if they had it, I would sure have gave him a piece of my mind. But that's that's just how that thing works, man. It does. I mean, racism, yeah. I, I, I've been going to white schools, man, my, my, since, my, since my elementary days. And, man, you know. <laughs> First time I heard that word was when I went to that school. I mean, it just it was just like intentional, and I was like, 
Man, he just call me this. Then you know, I got suspended, you know, for fighting. But that's, you know, it just, it, it's just the racism is just, like you said, it's taught. It, 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 it's something that's indoctrinated into their spirit, into their soul, to, to look at me in my skin color and don't don't care that, that you know, what kind of person I am. I mean, you look at me as my skin color. Like, like you know, like Chris Rock said, I'm, I'm black and I'm rich, and I still got white people who wouldn't, wouldn't want to trade places with me. That, that tells you how much hate there is. Yeah. That's a uh, that's an interesting quote. Let's bring in a friend of the show. He's uh, been man. He's been a listener and a follower of this show for a long time. And uh, for those longtime listeners, you may recognize the name. Let's bring in Steve from Indiana. Steve, man, good morning, and welcome in. How are you, sir? Hi, fantastic, uh, Yorktown, Indiana, and uh, it is a good morning. And it's the United States of America. Let's get it going, folks. The show is here. But, uh, yeah, so, so Steve, let's talk, let's talk about what's going on, man. I mean, the bottom line is we have a man who goes in and kills three innocent Americans. Uh, now, the headlines say four were killed. Now, that number includes the killer, so I'm not even going to include them in our conversation. Three were killed um, in, uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, give us your thoughts on it because, you know, once again, we're talking about the hateful rhetoric that's going around from politicians and and, you know, just the climate in which we live in today, thanks to Donald Trump. You know, and I'm not even going to say Donald Trump. I'm going to say thanks to the, the, the election of the first African-American president. That's what I'm going to say, because, you know, if people have been listening to the show, you know, back in the day when he was elected, I said one or two things is going to happen. Either it's going to show how far this country has come, or we're going to really and truly see the true uh, belly uh, the underneath belly of racism in this country. And I think that's the reason why Donald Trump was elected, because white folks were like, hey, wait a minute. You know, you guys can be CEOs of companies. We don't even mind if you become, a, uh, you know, even a governor or, uh, you know, a senator or a mayor. But, oh, my God, the most powerful person in the world, now we have to react. And once again, I'm not saying all white folks because I don't want people to think that. I have very good friends, dear friends who are white folks. It's just that that element of that particular race who are nutsos and crazies, you know, I think that's what's happening here. But give me your thoughts on what happened. You know, give me your thoughts on uh, the shootings in Jacksonville, Florida, Steve. Jacksonville, Florida, a couple hours from Tampa, Florida. I used to live in Tampa, Florida, in the suburb called Brandon. You know, what we're dealing with here, what I've been tracking, as I told you guys last year, for years I've been, you know, tracking what's been going on with this country because when COVID came, there was a shift in the spirit. I could feel it. And what I really believe is that we have a lot of race wars, warriors out here that have parents that are, Satanists and Luciferians. I believe we have 100,000 Satanists in this country. We have children that were raised by parents that literally either worship Satan or they worship a pagan God that's outside of Jesus. And it goes back, and I believe we have 100,000 of these people in this country. And when you look at these shootings, school shootings, high school shootings, mass shootings, a lot of times you look at the occult calendar that these people go off of, you know, be in the cold holiday, um, like check out the uh, the shooting at the high school in, 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 in Miami 
And so a lot of times we have, see, the problem with the freedom of religion, we allow everybody to come into this country. Even here in Indianapolis, I'm about an hour from Indianapolis, a lot of Muslims here, got a lot of uh, uh, Chinese people moving in. So, you know, it's a totally, it, it, so Jay and uh, Mr. Elias, what we're looking at here, you to look at how were these people raised. That's the big key. If they were raised in the occult, like I believe a lot of these Hollywood people are too, they're raised in the occult. They practice rituals, they the shootings, and you, the occult uh, holidays. When I believe we really do have a hundred thousand Satanists in this country now. Donald Trump, he's a dead man walking. He, I, according to the prophecies I've been tracking, Jay and Mr. Elias, Trump is going to be assassinated. Mm-hmm. And after he gets assassinated, the civil war is going to begin. So. So Trump was putting in his far along division and to, to you know to work on the vaccine. But Trump and and these white supremacists, you have to look at who raised them because your everyday your everyday average white folk person out here, they don't think like these shooters think. Like the, the guy that Dylan Roof that went into that church in South Carolina. They have a whole totally different the average white folk on the person on the street in Indiana has a totally different mindset than these shooters. So that we have terrorists in this country, and they've been here for a long time. Yeah. And this is the problem that we're dealing with: is we're dealing with terrorists. We're dealing with people that don't want nothing to do with Jesus. And to be honest with you, if, if, if you don't care about Jesus, I really don't even want you in this country. To be honest with you, because I can't trust. Less, you. But less what, what well you said, saying? Steve. Well, I, that's well said. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I missed some of it, but I, I caught the tail end of it. And what you were saying as far as cults and, you know, you have these militias, you have all these different folks out there who are just, you know, they reek of racism and, and they hate black people. You know, we talked about some of the narratives that they've put out about us, that we're lazy and, and that we don't want to work and, and, you know, we're on welfare. We're taking government money when we know that, once again, most of the people that are on welfare are poor white folks. Let's bring in uh, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit. Didn't see he was on the board, but he's here in the house. Good morning, Jerome, man. Welcome in. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm not doing good, Jerome. Good morning, Jerome. I'm not. I'm not. Morning, I'm not man. doing well because okay. you know once again we're having a conversation about some crazy white kid. By the way, who was according to reports, Jerome was uh, detained uh, because of his mental health status, but yet he was released and was able to purchase a gun. He put SWAT stickers on it. And he uh, actually went to a, uh, a, a historically black college and was turned away, and then he decided to go to the Dollar Tree and kill three innocent people. Man, give me your thoughts on this, because anytime things like this happen, Jerome, you know, like most of our listeners, I'm just curious as to what you are thinking. Your thoughts, please. Well, I I reject the whole mental health Stuff when it comes to white folks when they do stuff like this because that's always a good convenient excuse supposed to people addressing what is going on in their households and mm-hmm. we you know, do not at any time figure that we need to address 
not just, you know, white folks generally, but specifically young white males and what they're being fed. Now, their parents called the police and they reached out, but it got to a critical point that they called them. But we need right. to see, you know, where this stuff, and, and it's not our responsibility, honestly, but we need to address this as a society because anytime it comes to um, Europeans generally, everything has to be um, the, the illusion of perfection, right? So all the damage that Donald Trump has done, for example, people are still talking about him like, oh, Donald Trump said something so it's newsworthy. It is not always newsworthy that, that get, when that guy right. opens his mouth. So you got to be right. careful, and I think that it kind of helps us. Um, it hasn't, in all of these years, it hasn't really helped us, but I think it helps us to understand we need to listen differently to what people are saying and stop reacting to racist, bigots, white supremacists. Like when they bring up, you know, um, topics and things that we should be, that we're discussing, all they're doing is changing the subject to fit whatever narrow agenda that they have. So it's like looking at the Fonnie Willis stuff with, as a prosecutor, mm-hmm. the, right. the, um, the legislature, legislature in Georgia said, oh, no, no, this is not going to be used to target if we put a law in saying that we can get rid of prosecutors. And what happened? As soon as they pass it, that's what they use it for. So now you know the pathology of white male or white people pathology generally, but the pathology to weaponize something against someone who does not look like them is always pretty high. And so we can't have delusions of this, and we have to kind of start looking, not us, I'm sorry, when I say that I mean that as citizens, as a country, as a a people and our humanity, have to start looking at the wellness of white people. And we don't like to look at that because we, there's, you know, this impression that we are sending a message to the world. Everybody wants to be us, and we need to get over that. Now, I can talk to black people in a totally different way, but I am saying this to everybody across the board. What we're looking at is the culmination of um, the the years upon years of making a certain society of this of, of the population believe something that is not true. Because when we talk about how, you know, television is affecting us and movies and all of that, like any white man can be really bottom-of-barrel alcoholic and they will come save the world when an asteroid comes. Like we don't know how that's playing in their pathology to saying that they're better than everybody else no matter how what condition they're in, right? So, you know, you look at the Die Hard franchise or Armageddon or whatever, just any, any ordinary white man is is smarter than every scientist that ever been born. They don't realize that that is a that is feeding in to a, a behavior into a psychological file that nobody ever wants to look at. Let me ask the you something. Yes. Let, 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 let me right. ask you this though, because it, here's and I, and I definitely want to get your response to this, and Mr. Elias, you can chime in on it as well. When we talk about uh, the fact that, and I agree with everything that you just said, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, but he, but here's the thing that, that really fits in the back of my mind, Jerome. It's like, okay, they talk about how we get killed. You know, we talk about how, 
you know, we're always on the end of these racially motivated shootings. And, you know, then every time this happens, we talk about changing gun laws. But, but let me ask you this. They won't change gun laws when, when it's killing their own people. You know, when the 26 kids were killed in, in, uh, in, in the Connecticut, they didn't do a damn thing. When all those people right. were killed in Las Vegas, they didn't do a damn thing. So and, help me figure out the logic there. Because they don't, it's like whatever. I mean, and, and think about this. The NRA is not as, as, as powerful as it was, but yet and still, man, we still have states who are passing these concealed weapon laws with no license. You can just go buy a gun. It's the wild, wild west. How do we explain that? But you, you don't, well, what, it depends, right? So you can, okay. you can explain something to, um, satisfy a specific narrative if you want. I mean, I can okay. I can explain it to you just like I explain the that shooting, whether it's black or white people, it doesn't matter who they're shooting. It's just right. let's look at the profile of the shooters. Uh, and okay. it all equals the same thing. Yeah. The whole entitlement to, you know, I'm upset, everybody needs to know that I'm upset, right, is how you displace um, your conflict, right? I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, oh, if we give them conflict, conflict resolution they'll they'll learn how to handle and verbalize their anger but to to call them mental patients to say that they try to get them help is to say what jane elliott said that if you are not racist growing up in america you are a miracle (laughs) because Mm. everything is teaching you that from the day that you walk into this like elementary school television Mm -hmm. Anything that you have is fitting a profile that's leading to people wigging out. And don't believe that just because Obama was in office that that triggered something. It didn't trigger anything. It made it safer because they're not getting prosecuted by conservative people that are being put on the bench. Because same thing. Even if you remember. To me. Excuse me? What you say? I said it's the same thing to me because this is giving them cover to act out, you know, what was no. already inside of them in the first place, I think. No, they they still act out, but they didn't cover it the same. So even during okay. Obama, the guy who who raped the unconscious girl at Stanford, and the judge uh, gets him and says, we don't want to ruin his life, he was a yeah. white male. The judge felt like he was ruining this kid's life after he ruined that girl's life. Yep. We talked about the that. We did that on the show. Yeah. The priority has always been the same. Right? It's just that people feel more encouraged to challenge black people. You know, we, I don't know if we, I can't remember that if we talked about what happened in that Alabama brawl, you know, where the boat folks got off and attacked the black guy, right? Like, that is entitlement, if there's ever been entitlement, to say that, oh, I'm getting mad, so I'm going to do something to you, and nothing's going to happen to me. We're watching this happen with the January 6th people. Oh, their defense is, well, Trump said we can do it. Like, you have no personal responsibility after, you know, anytime something happens with black folks, white folks will turn their nose up and be like, oh, that ignorance of the law is is not a defense. You have your own responsibility. We tell black people that all the time. You are responsible. White folks are like, no, no, I heard it someplace on Fox or something. You can't break the law like nobody else. Yeah. I'm, 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 
there's a there's a reason why we did it. Mr. Elias, real quick, quick, because we're way over, man. Give me your final thoughts. I, I believe I believe it all results to power and money. The money is the fact that they get money from these gun gun lobbyists, and the power is it's unpopular against a lot of American folks as you can take away their guns, and that's 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 what it results in. That's the reason you'll never see gun laws passed like you should. When the majority yeah. of Americans agree that you should have stricter gun laws when it comes to getting gun licenses, but they won't pass it because it's unpopular with the American, a lot of American people. They think you're going to take away their guns. That's what they that's what they think. And, uh, you know, they use that as a slogan against President Obama when he was running. Oh, he's going to take away your guns. And, you know, and they're still using those same freaking, uh, you know, same talking points over and over and over again. Matter of fact, and we talked about this on the show, President Obama is the one who signed legislation that allowed them or signed an executive order that allowed them to carry uh, weapons in uh, government uh, parks. But, uh, you know, hey, he's taking away your guns. Just another reason to act out. We appreciate you, Steve, for checking in, man. It's always good to hear from you. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, Donald Trump arrested again for the fourth time. 91 indictments against this dude. And people still say he's not going to jail. But coming up next, uh, I was about to say on the need to know basis, Mr. Roman said that's not coming <laughs> up next. That's coming up later. Uh, but coming up next is uh, uh, something that you need to know. Kavina time in four minutes or less, something that you need to know. We'll be right back after this. It's the serious side, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. on a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Sunday. We'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. <laughs> What led federal agents to shoot and kill a man in Provo, Utah? The agents were trying to arrest Craig Robertson, who was 75 and who had a history of making violent threats against President Biden and other public officials. Extremism experts say many Americans see violence as an acceptable means of resolving political differences. NPR's Lisa Hagen covers this. Hey there, Lisa. Hi. Let's start with the case at hand. What threats was Robertson accused of making? Yeah, the FBI got a tip from a social media company about him posting with some really direct language about traveling to New York to fulfill a dream of, quote, eradicating Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. He filed the first criminal complaint against Donald Trump. The charging documents show dozens of similar posts uh, directed at a number of other public officials, including New York Attorney General Letitia James, the governor of California, uh, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, and, of course, the president. Well, let's talk about this because, of course, they're public figures and we have freedom of speech. You are broadly allowed to say terrible, terrible, terrible things about public officials. When does it cross the line into something illegal? Yes, when you're talking about specific targets, specific locations, uh, and you're showing access to the weapons you need to take out violent acts. Oh, as in this case when someone says, I'm eager to go to New York to do this specific thing. Uh, How often are people saying things like this? So I spoke with Seamus Hughes at the University of Nebraska's Counterterrorism Center. He's been tracking the number of federal arrests like this over threats to public officials in the last decade. He said in 2013, there were just over 30 of these arrests, and last year, there were 72. Here's Hughes. But, you know, you also have to put this in context with how many cases they deal with. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of tips they get about threats. And many a times, the FBI will knock on the door, say, what are you doing online? Knock it off. 
it's basically a diversion program, and those individuals will move on with their lives. The smaller subset, you have to bring up federal charges. He says public threats are increasingly easy to make. We all have access to social media. Federal law enforcement is focusing more on domestic extremism. And he talks about something he calls mood music, which is, you know, the general atmosphere created by partisan media, public leaders, and online communities. Oh, well, is that mood music mainly coming from the political right, essentially Robertson's side of the political spectrum? Yeah, ominous rhetoric about the deep state and stolen elections is almost entirely coming from the right, as is most of the violence. Um, I talked to Catherine Keneally with the Institute for Strategic Dialogue, and she points out also that within right-wing storylines, Republicans seen as disloyal are also villains along with Democrats and liberals. She lives in Montana, and she worries the kind of rhetoric Robertson used has really shifted from the fringes of the Internet to regular daily life. I can go out my front door, hear a conversation, and the things that he was posting online, I can hear at a bar. Um, I can hear in line at my grocery store. It is not very uncommon by any means. People hear over and over again that the government is coming for us and our freedoms, and there's no one person to blame for this kind of rhetoric. It's profitable, and in a country with free speech, it's legal. And for Lisa Hagen, thanks so much. Thanks. Oh, those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Online radio at its best. This week, the world laid eyes on something we'd never seen before: the mugshot of a former American president. Former President Donald J. Trump turned himself in Pul- into Fulton County Jail on Thursday, facing 13 counts related to his efforts to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia. In addition to having his mugshot taken, he was fingerprinted and he was issued an identification number. And he was released on a $200,000 bond. <laughs> Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. It's uh, 50 minutes after the hour or 10 before the top of the hour. You choose which one you want to accept. Uh, Donald Trump arrested again uh, for the fourth time. He has 91 counts against him and I'm not going to ask the question that I already that I always ask when a significant event happens because I think that my colleagues will maintain their same answers. Ms. Elias says he's not going to jail. I think Jerome says he may go to jail for a short period of time. You two gentlemen can clarify those statements if I'm incorrect. But at the end of the day, once again, Fannie Willis uh, has uh, brought charges up against this guy. He was indicted by his peers. At the end of the day, they treated him like any other convict. Well, sort of. Uh, he was in and out in about 20 minutes. He had to post bond through a bail's bondsman. Uh, we could talk about that, too. But at the end of the day, that guy was fingerprinted, <laughs> a mugshot taken of him, and he was mean mugging the cameras. Also, um, his personal information, he was listed at 6'2", 218 pounds, which means that if you look at, I'm sorry, was it 6'2", or 6'4", 6'4", or whatever, 200 and 
15 pounds, the exact same height and weight of Lamar Jackson, the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. So you go figure. But anyway, Mr. Elias, uh, let's start the conversation off, brother. He's arrested again, indicted. He has a number, which I'm going to play those numbers for the lottery next week. Who knows? I may get lucky. Um, And so now, here's what I think that's eating at this man. Everyone that's after him in all four indictments, three out of the four uh, district attorneys are African-American, right? And so now he flew into Georgia, right? He was fingerprinted, and he had to take a mugshot. But here's the scary thing about this, sir, that since the mugshot was uh, put out on social media, He's raised $7.1 million off that. Sad state of affairs for a country, for a guy who has a track record. This guy has a track record. And for some odd reason, there are people who think he was the greatest president since Abraham Lincoln. Uh, What say you, sir? Well, if you didn't see that coming, you had to be a blind man. You know, I knew once he got a mug shot, he was going to capitalize off of it because that's what he—that's what he was going to do, and that's the reason he looked like he looked. He looked—he looked ridiculous first and foremost when he took that picture. I was like, "Wow, who would want—who would want to put that on a T-shirt or a hat? That ugly ass face, man! My God!" But I digress. Um, yeah, you have. <laughs> yeah, you, you have. Just, you know, the bottom line is you knew he was going to make money off of it. This is what this man is about. He's about capitalizing off of a different thing, and and I, I don't crook. understand how I don't understand how any lawyer. I, if I was a lawyer, I'd be like, "Hey man, give my money up front, dog. Uh, uh-uh, ain't none of this. If I win a case, you can nah. Give me my money now. I'm not protecting. And if you don't give me my money, be get away from because he's he's shammed and scammed every lawyer out of their money. He's got to pay. Rudy Giuliani is going to jail over this clown, and he is yet to pay Rudy. Rudy, Rudy had to go to bail bondsman too. On top of that, so the bottom line is, man, look, this clown and he dominates the news, and this is what he wants to do. He's dominating the news. Uh, all you ever look and see, I, I, so I don't watch. I don't watch the news too much anymore because I'm sick of hearing about this dude. I've, I've had enough of it. I don't care yeah. if I don't see him again. I'm tired of it. I, I, it, it, it irritates my soul to just see this clown every day on the news. Oh, look what Trump did. Oh, and then you have people say, I could tell politicized because he didn't have a mugshot. Well, now he has a mugshot. Now what are you saying? It's, 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 look, man, I, I still say he ain't going to jail. He, he has too many supporters out there, too many. Well, you know, I get you. I hear you because at the end of the day, he dominates the news. But what the one thing I will say is that I remember when he was running, every time he stepped off his plane, every time he had a rally, every time he did something, the news cameras were there. I'll give MSNBC some credit uh, because that's what I watch most of the time. And when he was, uh, you know, when he had his little counter-programming during the Republican debate, they didn't cover any of it. They didn't show him live. They didn't show any of that stuff. They didn't show, they didn't follow uh, him when he, you know, when he got on the plane uh, in Florida. I mean, they just didn't. He's not getting the coverage like he used to. 
and or if it's campaign events, you know, they're not they're not there. They may play a clip. They'll say, Oh yeah, Trump is in, you know, so and so this Saturday and they'll be play something during one of the broadcasts, but they don't go there live like they used to. Because I really and truly believe that the media got him uh, you know, they got him uh, elected because he his face was everywhere. Every time he said something, they stuck a camera in his face because they knew he was going to say something stupid. So they wanted to catch it or be the first, uh, you know, network to put it out there. But, Jerome, here's the thing that's fascinating about the Georgia situation. So there were 19 people that were indicted. Two of those people looked like us. And out of the two that looked like us, everyone walked away uh, with money and uh, walked away uh, posting bond, and they weren't uh, apprehended or incarcerated except for one, and that was the brother. And when are these people going to learn that this guy don't care about them? There were, uh, there's another young lady who's complaining, saying, "Hey, why aren't you know why why is the Trump uh, campaign paying for my legal fees? You know, so he raised all this money for his legal defense, which reports are." He hasn't spent any of that money on legal defense. I mean, this is a sham. He is a crook, Jerome. In broad daylight, he is ripping these people. And it's amazing how they're so gullible, and they continue to pump money into this guy. It's, they talk about the Biden crime family. When you have Jared Kushner, he got $2 billion for his service to this nation. You know, Ivanka Trump got all type of copyright and trademark things through China when she was, you know, that close to the Oval Office? Are you kidding me? Yep. And the Republicans are holding hearings on Hunter Biden's freaking laptop? Are you nuts? He's a crook, man. He is a criminal. And it's about damn time he's going to pay the cost. What say you, sir? Um. Well, First, that I think we can go back to say when we had this debate, I think when he was off in office and we were asked about him going to jail, um, you know, nobody really believed that he would get arrested. And, you right. know, he's been indicted, what, uh, 80, 81 charges or 91 or something like that? And he's getting indicted. 91, Joel. 91. 91. So he's, yes. He's been. He's been indicted. Nobody at the first part of that, nobody wanted to fingerprint him. It's like, oh, we know who he was. We don't need a picture. And finally, getting down to the state charges, he was printed and mugshot like everybody else. But then they let him put his own personal information in there, right, his weight and his height. They still gave him some kind of courtesy. Now, the problem is, is that putting that... Putting that, putting Dotart in jail is a problem because if it's on federal charges, when you go to jail, they put you, you are turned over to the Department of Corrections on the federal side. And I think, I'm not sure if Biden did this, but I think Trump appointed the guy who runs the federal um, prison system. And you know it's their discretion once once you get there, it's the discretion of the commissioner of Department of Corrections if they can house you or what's more of a suitable punishment, and they can actually let you go. You can get five years in Fed, and the person running it at their discretion, because you're turned over to them, can say, well, we can't secure him, so we need to put him someplace else, and they could literally let him go. But they won't do that on the state side. 
that's why everybody's so up in arms on Georgia, because you're you're not getting the security that you're getting someplace else. So I'm sure there's people who are, you know, ideologues inside of the Georgia prison system, and they'll protect him. It's like watching his entourage go to court. They still had an ambulance following him. Like, they don't do that. that he's not yeah. a president no more. I saw that. I was thinking that. the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah, there was no reason that he should have had the entourage with the motorcycle protection and all. He shouldn't have yeah. had that. You know, they, you know, for former presidents, they do, you know, block off streets and all that, but they don't have such a big presence. But him, right. they're still treating him like that, which feeds into his narcissism. And so I'm glad Georgia, you know, um, the Georgia prosecutors were saying, we're not doing that. You're going to the same prison that everybody else goes to in this county. We're not right. going to fingerprint you outside in a hotel. Like, we're not, he got no courtesy, not from those guys. But you can still see that the rest of the collective adheres to it. This is what our problem is in this country when it comes to dealing with um, you know, white males in particular, is that we keep thinking, we keep saying it's about money and power. It really isn't. It has to do with privilege. And so with that privilege goes, there's some things that go with privilege. So I know everybody has been seeing over the Internet where you have, you know, a white woman call the police and then act like she's crying when they get there. We've all seen those. You know, and that, oh, I'm upset after she was just cursing you out 10 minutes ago. And a police officer, white male, soon as he gets there, his job is to oppress the minority, no matter who it is, male or female, whatever minority it is. Once the white person says, oh, my gosh, I was scared for my life, and the officer will say to the minority, shut up, let me see what's going on with her. Let me calm her down first. And she's just yeah. acting. Yeah. You know, so, so the – the way that we handle kind of interacting um, when it comes to will Trump get punishment or, you know, any of that stuff, there's always this hit hit or miss when it comes to prosecuting white males because once you get to the jury system, they can forgive them. They practice jury nullification. He didn't mean it. Oh, he was ill. We need to get him a, 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 an evaluation. He was having mental problems. Anything that stopped them from actually owning their punishment is the, is problematic, and we need to yeah. see that as a society. Yeah, but but here but here's the deal, and this is what um, I was thinking about. I didn't want to lose my train of thought, but I didn't want to interrupt you while you were speaking. Um, when finding Willis, you know, so so now here's where the hypocrisy comes when it pertains to the GOP. Now, now, the GOP talks about how, you know, the federal government should leave, you know, push things down to the states, you know, abortion rights. They should be judged by the states. You know, we shouldn't be getting involved in states, states' business, right? But then Jim Jordan sends a letter to Fannie Willis saying, hey, you need to pass over all the information that you have on President Trump. So now here is big government getting involved in state matters. 
right? And and the fact of the matter is that they continue with this hypocrisy. So they'll sit here. It's only when it's convenient for them when the state should really be left alone and the state should uh, be able to, to handle their business. Now, you know, once again, they're having all these hearings on Hunter Biden's laptop and all these other different things. But now, the, you know, wait a minute, you need the answer to the federal government. You know, uh, Mark Meadows, he's trying to get this, his, his trial moved to the federal side. Um, but you know, we talk about this all the time, how the Republicans are playing chestnut checkers. And, Jerome, you stole my thunder in the earlier segment about this law that they passed, right, that's effective mm-hmm. October 1st, where they can get rid of her as the attorney general. And, and so they passed this law, and, they so, and, and Kemp, you know, everybody talks about Kemp, and everyone wants to applaud all the Republicans who, who did their job against Trump. But okay, fine. But don't forget how Kemp got into office in the first place. You know, all the voter suppression laws that they passed in Georgia. So, so stop uh-huh. with this nonsense. It's amazing how, oh, well, you know, even when Chris, oh, Chris Christie, he's really speaking up. Yeah, but think about what he, he's still a Republican. And the comment he made on stage, the last time we trusted a skinny guy with a funny name was Barack Obama. Yeah, well, guess what? That presidency was good. So, yeah, they can have their moments of where they, they feel, you know, oh, my God, you know, they, they're righteous. But for the most part, they are who they are. And we need to remember that and stop because they say something that we agree with, go running and catering them and holding them up on a pedestal like they really believe in the cause because they really don't. But once again, Jerome, they're playing chestnut checkers. And talk about the fact that there is a law out there that they can remove her October 1st. It goes in effect October 1st. Am I right about that? Well, it's supposed to. So other DAs are actually suing because, again, when you do something to punish black people, you are also punishing white folks. So other DAs in the state of Georgia are like, wait a minute, right. this is infringing against our... Right. They, they understand yep. that they don't have any independence if they can't do that. So they're going to countersue them. So we don't know if it's going to go in effect, but that's when it's scheduled to go in effect. So right. it may get overturned and, I mean, it, it may have a stay. More, more than likely, it probably won't go in effect. But they are okay. attempting in showing a signal that they want to prosecute her to try to get her removed. But I say caution folks when they do that, because white folks will take another white person prosecuting Trump just because they are white. But that doesn't mean the evidence changes. That doesn't mean the right. office is not prepared. Even if she's not there, she may not personally prosecute them. I mean, DAs don't right. normally, they don't always prosecute cases. They have an office right. staff, so she brought on, like, experts in RICO as prosecutors to work on behalf of the state of Georgia. She's not doing it. But I guess they figure if there's somebody's white there, they would pull back the reins on it a little bit. So there's no right. guarantee that that would even help. Well, that's true. I, mean, I agree with you on that. And Mr. Elias, you know, uh, there has already been, uh, there's a state attorney in Georgia that says that, yeah, he plans to introduce legislation to have her removed. But let's talk about the bigger picture, because we talked about earlier in the last segment about how this dangerous uh, uh, rhetoric can lead to death. And so, you know, and we're going to talk about this coming up next, about what's happening with the federal uh, situation with with Trump uh, dealing with uh, the judge uh, 
that's Kutchkin. But let's talk about this because now, you know, Fannie Willis, she talks about how and how brave is she? Let's let's take a moment just to, you know, she knows what she's up against. She knows that, you know, now all of a sudden her life is in danger. Let's not let's not you know, let's not make light of this. Her life is in danger. They've played phone calls that she's received from these crazy wackos out there. So can we take a moment just to lift her up and say, sister girl, do your thing, because at the end of the day, they're coming to get you. Can we take a few minutes just to give her her props, Ms. Elias? Most definitely, because how many people are going to stand up and do what's right, man, when their life is on the line? Look, these are, if you look at the whole entire them and the whole entire Republican Party, well, none of them stand up for what's right. So, yes, most definitely I'm going to give her her flowers, man. The bottom line, and if I could in any way protect her, I will. Because the bottom line is, you know, you know, you got to be ready to, to, to stand up to do what's right. And if you don't stand up and do what's right, you, you, like Martin Luther King said, you don't, you don't stand. If you, uh, you, if you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. The bottom line is just want to stand up to take on the responsibility of, 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 uh, of this man breaking the law. Now, his followers don't care what, what law he breaks. I, I, heard, I heard a guy say, to be honest, I can see him choosing my in, in, in front of the courthouse. I, I still would vote for him. He'd still be my candidate because I just love Donald Trump. This, 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 is how, this is how stupid they sound. I don't care if I see somebody choose somebody. Hey, man, look, I could be next. <laughs> bottom line. So, man, look, bottom line, you can't, you can't fall for what's wrong. You've got to do what's right. And this woman is standing up for that. She's standing up for what's right, and now her life is in danger because she's standing up for it what's is. right. It is. And you have to be brave. You know, people, that's within the sound of my voice. Would you stand up? Would you step up? There are people who have resigned from office, public office, because they were in fear of their lives and their family lives. And this woman knows what's happening. Kudos to her. Put a big S on her chest because at the end of the day, she's doing the right thing. And I am so proud that she's an African-American sister, and we praise you. We lift you up. And, hey, listen, run for office, girl. I'll send you some money. All right, we're going to step out take a break. We'll be right back after this. It's the serious side, 347 on a beautiful Sunday, hot outside, but uh, cool on the inside. We'll be right back. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction.
online radio at its best. Tonight, new video capturing the deadly standoff in Utah. FBI agents tried to arrest a man they say was making credible threats to kill President Biden. Video taken by a neighbor showing agents surrounding a home in Provo early Wednesday morning, yelling for Craig Robertson to come out. Then, a flashbang grenade goes off. Tonight, law enforcement officials telling ABC News Robertson appeared to point a gun at the officers before agents fatally shot him. Gunshot wounds. It's going to be approximately a 75-year-old male. A federal complaint listing dozens of Robertson's alleged social media posts. Among them, images of a cache of weapons and multiple violent threats against Biden and other high-profile officials, including this one just four days ago. I hear Biden is coming to Utah, digging out my old ghillie suit and cleaning the dust off the M24 sniper rifle. Oh, well, these people are crazy. Fifteen minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side. On a beautiful Sunday right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. This man out of Utah, once again, we've been talking crazy all morning, so why not keep the party going? This is a crazy, deranged individual who had plots and plans to shoot the President of the United States. Now, you know, it's been a long time since a president has been assassinated. And you think back to what? Was it John F. Kennedy was the last president that was assassinated? There was an assassination attempt on Reagan's life. But you would like to think that we're way past this. And no matter how many Secret Service agents that one person can have, if a person wants to take you out, they can. Let's, let's just be honest about it. And that's one of the things that always scared me about President Obama, Jerome, when he was in office, and even as an ex-president, because once again, he does have Secret Service protection, but it's not to the extent that it was when he was president. And even when he was president, you know, President Obama would get out the White House and walk to, you know, a smash burger or five guys, unannounced, uh, unvetted, and meet the people. Uh, and people were like, my goodness, you know, Secret Service would worry sick because here's the president of the United States saying, look, I want to get out the bubble. I need to go out and meet people. So we can talk about, you know, Secret Service protection all we want, but one person with a high-caliber weapon with a scope can take out the president if that person wants to. And it kind of goes back to, you know, what we've been talking about all morning. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on this topic because I think we've covered the crazy. But give me your thoughts on this, man, because we're living in a different world now. Well, I don't know. What, give you a thoughts on what, the, uh, the crazies? Like, what, 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 I don't know what you want me to address. Well, I just, if you have anything to say about this whole situation with the guy that tried to, you know, they shot and killed him. And, you know, let's be honest. Let's give credit where credit's due. He had been putting this nonsense on true social, true, true, what is it called, true, true social, whatever that thing is that Donald Trump has. And they alerted authorities. They said, okay, this guy's talking crazy. We need to let you guys know that uh, this guy is planning something sinister. And so they, okay. you know, they alerted authorities, and authorities uh, became hip to him, and there you go. Yeah, I already I know where you're going. About, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I know where you're going. Go ahead. Is that we can't focus too much on the on the crazies, right? Because technically that's what they're seeking is publicity. And so you have to kind of address them like they are. Like in some cases they're just kind of abominations to the – to the system, and when you have people who do that, they need to get send their butt straight to jail. 
You know what I mean? We have a problem with that in this country. Like I said, it's like listening to the January 6th people and, Mm -hmm. you know, people using the bathroom on the floor and doing all this stuff, and they're like, this is our house. We have a right to do that. And we have to punish those people who break laws, right? Right. There's room in law for for discretion, but when it comes to violence um, and it comes to Europeans and violence, they really don't like to punish them. But in this case, that guy was so committed that he drew weapons on on the, you know, on the federal folks that came to get him, because that rhetoric is so high on TV and on media and in social media. That rhetoric is high, but we don't like to yeah. address the pathology that goes with this. Like we, you, nobody's talking about how crazy um, Elon Musk ass is by saying. Hey, oh, I, Twitter's yeah. back. Yeah. We're gonna put Trump back on there. Now yeah. we need to put Elon Musk in the same category as we do Trump. If you are protecting yep. white supremacy and all of that, they all need to put them in the same category, and we need to stop treating them as it's like it's normal, mm-hmm. right? We can't call them yeah. people who are committing these acts toothless rednecks and that they just are sheep. And we have to stop. We have to stop doing that. We have yeah. to kind of look at it for what it's worth and say, listen, there is like a calculated risk that we're taking by ignoring um, ignoring the crazies and giving them publicities like they just want American Idol, right? We need to call them what they are. And if they're racist, just call them racist, right? If they're clan, just call them clan because what happens, people like Jim Jordan will use words like that to their own people to say, hey, these black people are just like the Klan. Well, you can't even tell the Klan that they're the Klan. You're acting like they're well, good guys. What, what, you Jerome, guess what? Well, guess what, Jerome? The, the guy that, what's the guy, the funny sounding guy that was at the Republican uh, uh, debate, he already called uh, Congresswoman Presley uh, 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 the new KKK. So you're absolutely correct uh, with that statement and that comment, what you just said. Right, but that's the point, right? So they use everything that that they do against us as a mirror, right? False equivalence is the weapon of white supremacy, right? There is no black organization in this country that's equivalent to the neo-Nazi movement or the Klan or even white supremacists in general. There's none, Right. But every time you'll take the NAACP and say they're just like the Klan, right? Like we use false equivalents, and it's been working. We just have to get smarter and say, hey, those are, you know, 501c3s. Like they are literally doing feeding people and and signing people up to vote. But how is that just like, you know, racist white supremacists? It's not. So we have to stop, like, addressing things like there's some, you know, like they're, like they're equal, because they won't even see it as equal if we stop addressing that way as well. So when we are watching the news, and I, I watch this all the time when I'm watching newscasters or people who have these, you know, television news shows downplay something and then bring up something like O.J., who was acquitted of his wife's uh, of murder. He was acquitted. The dude did not, he was not convicted of killing anybody. But anytime you hear Oprah or anybody on there, they point at him like he's the person that did it. 
But when Zimmerman, who actually killed Trayvon Martin, comes on TV, they were like, well, he was acquitted. Like, see how that works? We still have to protect status quo, people who are oppressing us, and we have to stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Not that. Um, yeah. You know, Mr. Yes. I thought that uh, it's the Tim Tebow effect, right, when it comes to true social uh, reporting that this person uh, was uh, putting out, uh, you know, terroristic threats against the president. You know, when I say the Tim Tebow effect, you know, Tim Tebow plays horrible the whole game, then he messes around and throws a slant against Pittsburgh, and he wins the game, and all of a sudden he's the hero. Well, uh, they would not have been in that situation in the first place had he not stuck it up for the first three and a half quarters of the game, and it's the same concept. You know, this guy, in most cases, wouldn't be uh, this crazy, lunatic, French person if they didn't keep pumping out that nonsense on their social media platform. Then all of a sudden you've created a monster, now you want to report it. And people want to say, oh, well, they did a good job. Well, you're the reason why this guy is out there in the first place. Give me your thoughts on this one, man. Well, like like Jerome said it best, man, you know, they, 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 you know we, we give them credit. Uh, pat on the back when they do something simple. No, man, these people, man, you got to keep them with hold their feet to the fire. These people are crazy. They're nuts and they're insane. So, you know, just because you reported it, you shouldn't be reporting all the time. You shouldn't, be, you shouldn't have been doing all this stuff all the time, all along. I look at Fox News, and, you know, and they, they got sued for Dominion and by Dominion and, and lost, and, and <laughs> Lord have mercy. And, and, and they, they have yet to come up and still lose their viewership because they are lying. You are lying. You, you don't even report news. You lie yeah. about stuff. And then you, you're on tape saying that you know you're lying, and you still, nothing happens to you. You know, like, yeah. like, like, like Sucker Carlson. He still, and they still got a platform still because he, he can lie. He lies to people, and people love to hear lies, man. They don't like to hear the truth because the truth is yeah. much harder to deal with than, 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 than a lie. That's a true statement there. You know, uh, the one thing I will say is this, is that you know how I felt about uh, our dearly departed friend, Rush Limbaugh. And I think it's almost time for me to start putting people in that category, brother. You know, I hate to, you know, that's not godly, <laughs> but I think that this world would be a better place without certain individuals uh, no longer being a part of this world. I'm not wishing anything on anybody. I'm just stating something that's probably fact. Uh, so don't come get me because I didn't have anything to do with it. All right. Coming up next, uh, part two, Mariana Music's Corner. And uh, we'll say good morning to the crew. And uh, we'll we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Been trying to look the other way Like we never knew love Giving you this space All I've got to say is in my head I'm done, I'm Hey. 
driving cars everywhere. They use lots and lots of electricity and chop down many trees for firewood. And then a very strange thing happened. The weather began to change. In some places there were droughts where before there was rain. In other places the rivers flooded. The grown-ups realized they were contributing to the strange weather. They discovered if they used clean energy and less electricity, they could save Mzansi for their children. What happened then? How the story unfolds is up to each and every one of us. Switch off, recycle, change. Help save tomorrow, today. Online radio at its best. Welcome back here, 347-850-1272. It is the bottom of the hour on a beautiful Sunday, and you're listening to the serious side of the J-Rowl Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. And, of course, the fellas are in the house this morning. Miss Vanessa Maybelli from the Macanelli is on a cruise. You knew she was doing something like that. But the boys are howling. The boys are back in town. Let's say good morning to the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit. What's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. So let me ask you something. Are we, uh, so is there on a need-to-know basis today? Anything we're talking about today on a need-to-know basis, or are we just not going to have the show today? Well, you know, um, Bill Murray and Khalees split up, so I guess uh, <laughs> maybe something to talk about. Anyway, okay. that's an entertainment, apparently. Okay. But, hey, well, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I didn't know they were dating, oh, but I, I, I didn't, didn't know that either. Yeah, that's, uh, didn't know that. That's a new splash. Okay, so. Uh, it's, it's only after two months, so people, you know, don't, don't be heartbroken. Uh, the man gets the first and, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the man gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Man, good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to you. And Jerome, I guess you're more like some milkshakes, but uh, 
message when I uh, posted pictures from my cruise uh, and I said hey you know hanging out and you know what he said Mr. Elias he said hey he said you need to find a very nice I would on that a very wait, wait, nice young wait we oh, didn't hear you find a what you didn't hear you a lady uh-huh. oh, you can't hear me can barely hear you. Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Can okay. you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you now. Yes, we can hear you now. Okay, I thought y'all were pulling my leg, but I guess y'all couldn't hear me. He said <laughs> that I need to find a very nice young lady to take on a cruise. And I wrote back that I did. It was Mr. LES. No, I'm joking. I didn't say that. That, that was just a joke. <laughs> but but it, that was a joke. But, but I, I, I want to say... Uh, that uh, thank you, Kavina. Kavina's my guy, man. I can't wait to meet him. And I can't, I love when we meet our listeners. It's a beautiful thing. So uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting four, and I need to get that number increased. So, uh, yeah, anyway, good, 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 good stuff. All right, uh, let's get into the next topic because we have a lot. Oh, my God. Guess who just raised her hand? Miss Elias, should we let this woman in now? That would be your call, <laughs> sir. That would be your well, call. Well, it's not my call. It's, you know, I got to let her in. God, okay. Okay, let, let her, her in. in. All right, Momo B, we, Momo, we, Momo, we are on a tight, tight, tight oh. schedule. Yes, I don't care. Momo B. I don't oh, care. she said, I don't care. There you go. All right. I don't Okay. People used to pay me a lot of money to come to work on time, and I never did. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't Ain't really, no I don't care about the schedule. Right. <laughs> Dude, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> you done pissed me off already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Momo BZ. We, you know, we break protocol time. because of you, baby. Yes. What's going on? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, you could have took me on a cruise. You, you, me, and Miss LES, we would have had a great time. <laughs> Okay. I'll keep that in mind next time. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all think I'm joking? You know, I'm, you know I'm fun. I don't even know why hey. I'm inviting. Oh, you notice how quiet Jay is? Jay don't have any yeah, words. Yeah, he ain't saying nothing. Look, Jerome, he's texting as we speak. He's sending. Is he? Okay. <laughs> I, I know he is quiet. He's like, huh? <laughs> Okay, you, know, you know what, Jerome? It's official, <laughs> man. You are a hater. You are a hater. I, I mean, my Jerome, my dog. Yes. Come on, man. Look, Jay, you were speechless. We can't call that I, out. I, All right. Yeah, I, I was. That's that's true. Yeah. I was. That, that's a true statement. Matter of fact, we need to plan one, and you need to come too, Jerome, so we can take we can start calling you Romy huh? Rome when we get you on the seas. No, <laughs> Jerome, trust me. Trust me, Momo. 
Don't let don't let this man talk to you. I don't know if I can Oh my goodness. Okay, see now it's getting off the rails. Okay, uh we have to go. All right. We're gonna leave your mic on. We need we have business to tend to, ma'am. And you're disrupting everything that we have going on this morning. We have business to tend to. Whatever. So we're moving on. You can be here or be square, oh, no. whatever. We're moving on. Online radio at its best. After launching a racist, sexist, and perversely pornographic attack yesterday on Fulton County District Attorney Fonny Willis, Donald Trump has now put some of that lying attack language in a television ad that he intends to run for several days in Atlanta. District Attorney Fonny Willis sent an email about the attacks on her to her staff today saying, it is my understanding that an ad was put in the Atlanta market to run between today and August 13th that will have derogatory and false information about me as the District Attorney. You may not comment in any way on the ad or any of the negativity that may be expressed against me, your colleagues, this office, in coming days, weeks, or months. You should feel no need to defend me. I am not concerned with the calls, emails, or ads, and you should not concern yourself with them. Your instruction from me is to ignore all the noise and keep doing your job with excellence. Now, once again, we talked about this brave young lady during the last segment, but I want to also throw Judge uh, Kutskin in there because, once again, she's a person now that has to have extra security because of the nonsense that Donald Trump is putting out there. The fact of the matter that the Republicans are acting as if these are drummed-up charges, and we talk about this on this show all the time, that most of the people that uh, that, that actually testified against them, and let's, uh, let's all say it together, they were what? Republicans. They were Republicans. Not one Democrat sent in on a deposition for Donald Trump during the January 6th hearing. Not one Democrat sent in on the documents case. Not one. It's time for you people to wake up and stop this nonsense. This is not a political witch hunt. That guy had top secret government documents showing it to civilians. We have people in jail right now because of this. There's an hour conversation where he was trying to strong arm the freaking state the election representative from Georgia trying to get this guy to, you know, uh, find him 11,000 votes. They put fake electors in and try to steal the election. What the hell else do you guys need to see? This is amazing to me that we're even having this conversation. How can a guy who is rich, who is rich, Jerome, supposedly, who has been caught on tape saying he doesn't want to shake none of y'all nasty hands, and y'all continue to send him money, you continue to support him, he hasn't done a damn thing for y'all. He don't give a damn about y'all. He would throw y'all and his children under the bus if it meant for him to stay out of jail. Go ahead, Jerome. This is just ridiculous. Well, more than that, it's the false equivalence that they're pros at. Instead of dealing with Donald Trump, because the only people who are testifying against them and um, and bringing evidence against them, all of that is Republicans, people who he hired, right. people who was in his yes. administration. And they still make it look like, even though the people in the administration is telling you the truth, 
that it's the Democrats that are pushing this. And for any nut who believes that, I I literally will disregard them. Because in their own parties, and that's what had to happen, because even with the Mueller probe, they used the Republicans against them. Mueller's a freaking Republican. Um, yes. The FBI agent, whatever that right. name was, the first one, they were all Republicans. Chris Ray is a Republican, too. Jim Coney, no, Republican. Jim Coney is, the, Coney is the one I was thinking about. And so when you cannot even use their own people that is telling you that this man is bad, and then they start blaming it on black people that they're getting prosecuted, it is a masterful job of cognitive dissonance to not even take what's in front of you and to make it about something else. Like, they're pros at this. We just have to be wow. smart enough to not fall for it. But, but, here's, but here's the deal, and this is where, you know, sometimes I hear people talk about, well, Democrats, you know, they, they, you know, they have to figure out a way to get their message across. You know, once again, it's like, damned if you do and damned if you don't. And I know, Mr. Elias, you're with us for a few more minutes. Listen, Democrats haven't said anything about this. They're like, oh, we're not. Don't get us. You know, our name is Wesley without this mess. They're not even responding to any of this, and yet and still, the Republican Party, well, the mega party, because there are some Republicans who have actually left that party saying, you know what, we can't deal with this. You have Republicans out there are saying, look, vote Democrat, because the only way to cure this cancer is that we have to rid this cancer. If we continue, if we continue to reward them for these lies, they're going to continue to do it. There is no repercussions for the things that they do. Lindsey Graham lies through his teeth every time he talks and he got reelected. You know, they won the House. You can sit there and say, well, it wasn't as bad as they thought it was. It doesn't matter. They still, uh, Kevin McCarthy is the Speaker of the House. So this nonsense that they continue to spew, they're being rewarded for it. So, Mr. Elias, when we look at all this nonsense that's going on with these people who support Donald Trump and the mega Republicans, I mean, Democrats, they're in a no-win situation because they haven't said one damn thing about this, but yet still they're being blamed for it. That's the reason I keep telling you he's not going to jail. There it is. Oh, he's going to jail. No, nah, okay. he's going to jail. Okay, yeah, okay. he's going to jail. Okay. Let me okay. tell you something, dude. There are 91 counts against him. If he gets out of this, it's time to go to Canada. There's no well, way uh, he can get out of this. Tell, tell J- Justin Trudeau I say hello. That's what you need. Well, I will. Well, I will. Tell Justin Trudeau because, I say hello. Well, I'm I will. You, There's no way. There's too many of his supporters out there that will do anything for this man. Mm. I mean anything. They will die for him. They will mm. die for him. They'll hang a jury. I'm telling you. They will hang a jury in a minute. I keep well, telling you. That whole concept that it only takes one, right? Yeah. But that's, I, I, that's why they want to move it federally to get a different jury pool. Because racist people think like this. If there's one black person on jury, they can't mm-hmm. win. They can't, they can't appeal to their whiteness in black people. No, well, Clarence it, it depends Thomas. on the black person too, Jerome. Hey. They got a Clarence Thomas on there. Clarence Thomas out there in everybody's world. So technically, yeah. there's no guarantee that there's not going to be somebody 
who thinks and acts and reacts like white people. There's not, mm-hmm. there's no guarantee. But so Jerome, they know. So Jer- yes, go ahead, go ahead, finish your thought. No, no, go ahead, finish your thought, no, and then, they, then I got to ask you a question. But they know with the prosecutors relating to the jury culturally, it's better translated from a black person to another black person. Say, hey, here's what's going on. Don't this make common sense? And then the the probability of conviction is probably higher. So that's huh. what they're scared of because they can't appeal to their whiteness. Hmm. Okay, let me ask you this though: uh, you, 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 Have you changed? Because at the beginning of the show, I said, you know, I didn't ask you guys that question because I said, well, Mr. Elias says he's not going to jail, and you said he's going to probably go to jail for a short period of time. Do you stick by that? Or are you changing? Talk to me about that. You think Donald Trump's going to jail? I think he has to go to jail. Yes, I think at 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 the core of this country, they cannot just not let him go. If he's convicted, he's going to go to jail. Now, where he goes, whole other story. They'll there make you all go. Kind I'm of with you on that. I don't think he'll be convicted. I don't think he'll be convicted. Because they're, they're, right. they're, they're getting money. There's too many of those, there's too many Trump supporters, man. And they, these cats don't care what he does, man. It's a lot of them. It's too many of them. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't give a damn. If he, if he blink, I, I watch the guy. I don't care if he shot somebody right in front of me. He's my guy. Anytime you got that, he's a cult leader, and there's too many cults out there that do anything to get him off. <laughs> well, wow, you want to respond way. to that? Think, mm-hmm. Yeah, think about it this way. There's too many charges. So what normally yeah. happens when you have a lot of charges, they just try to convict you on the lowest one. So he's going to get convicted of something, and all of them have jail time. Yeah. So that's my point. The problem is, is that once, even if they negate ninety of the ninety-one charges, he's going to get convicted of one. The numbers aren't exactly. good. They just aren't good. So right. what right. juries like to do when they protect people is they they convict them of the lowest charge. So he'll probably try to appeal it for about ten years so he don't go to jail. But I think he's going to get convicted at yeah. something. There's just too right. much. Right, and the other part of it is, and think about it, Jerome, the, the freaking sentences for these charges are not short. <laughs> I mean, they are very no. long. We're talking 10 years plus. So, so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but you, know what, you know what we're missing? You know what we're what? missing? Is that, that when you are, now, and this is in the Constitution, when you are um, charged or accused of treason, which is going against the system, which he did, right? He wouldn't accept the electors from other states. When you are even charged of it, you don't have to be convicted. You are technically ineligible to run for government office. You can't even run for mayor. So it's interesting watching some of the Secretary of State, because if the Secretary of State in New York or in California or any of the big states, Pennsylvania, says you're not eligible to be on a ballot, that is going to bring up an interesting scenario because you can't win yeah. without enough electoral votes anyway. So you can put them in, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, and all them. But if they can't get those electoral votes because he's not on the ballot, then that's going to be a problem. You, you bring and up an interesting scenario. 
Yeah, you bring up an interesting think- scenario. They've been talking about that all week long. All right, we have a programming note. Uh, we're not going to do Pastor Steve State Your Case. We're going to step out and take a real quick break, uh, NPR News update. We'll come back. There's one more story that I want to touch base on, and then we'll try to read some of your final comments or some of your final thoughts, doing our final thoughts of the show, just to try to put a nice, neat boldness. A lot to talk about. We were out last week, a lot to catch up on, and plus we have coming up at the top of the hour. Matter of fact, in about 17 minutes or so, no, 13 minutes or so, on a need-to-know basis. We'll stop by, take a real quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Former President Donald Trump made a stop at the Iowa State Fair on Saturday as he seeks the 2024 Republican bid. Trump greeted voters on the fairgrounds, his supporters receiving campaign pamphlets and souvenirs. Trump's main rival in the upcoming primary, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, was also on hand courting voters. Traditionally, the Iowa State Fair is a must-stop event for Republican presidential hopefuls. The annual perceived meteor shower is lighting up skies across the world this weekend. NPR's Nell Greenfield Voice reports the shower creates bright flashes, known as shooting stars, which can be seen with the naked eye. The Perseid meteor shower is popular. It's a ritual of summer when it's warm enough to spend time outside at night. And it does take some time to see meteors. Michelle Nichols works at the Adler Planetarium in Chicago. Your eyes have to adjust to the dark. So you have to be outside for at least 20 to 30 minutes before your eyes are fully adjusted to the dark. The darker the sky, the better. Try to avoid light pollution from cities and towns. The meteors won't come at a steady rate, so be patient. If clouds roll in, just try again the next night. Nell Greenfield Voice, NPR News. State media in China say at least two people are dead and more than a dozen others are missing after mudslides and flooding in northwestern part of the country. Many regions were hit with torrential rainfall following a powerful typhoon that made landfall nearly three weeks ago. This is NPR. Hey, it's Dave Martinez here to tell you about NPR Plus. NPR Plus gives you access to sponsor-free versions of your favorite NPR podcasts, such as Up First, and even special bonus episodes from shows such as Fresh Air and Planet Money. And the best part? It all supports public media. Learn more at plus.npr.org. That's P-L-U-S dot Listen to this podcast sponsor-free on Amazon Music with a Prime membership or any podcast app by subscribing to NPR News Now Plus at plus.npr.org. That's plus.npr.org. Online radio at its best. Accordingly, I am today announcing the suspension of State Attorney Monique Worrell from the Ninth Judicial Circuit, effective immediately. I'm appointing Judge Andrew Bain to take over as state attorney for the Ninth Judicial Circuit. Judge Bain is currently a judge in Orlando. He is a native Floridian. Uh, He attended University of Miami where he played football and he received his law degree uh, from Florida A&M Law School. And I trust that he will be a prosecutor uh, that faithfully enforces the law and will keep the communities of Central Florida safe. All right, uh, Tim is for the top of the hour. Usually, if you listen to the show, we're about to engage on our final thoughts. As a matter of fact, right now we're doing State Your Case. But once again, programming note, because I, I definitely want to call Ron DeSantis out for doing this, and I want to make sure that we, we have some commentary on record about this ridiculous nonsense that he's pulled in Florida. Once again, if you cross Ron DeSantis, what he does, he 
exercises his bully authority to try to make you do what, to submit you to do what he wants you to do. Now, this is a state elected official. They're not anointed, they're not appointed by the governor. She had to run for statewide office. She won. She's an African-American. And because she's a Democrat, he is trying his best to throw his power around. He is a ridiculous, odd, little, big-eared man. And, Jerome, I want us to have a few minutes to talk about this ridiculous move that he's pulled. And uh, I want to make sure that we're on the record uh, about this nonsense. What say you? Yeah, this is, um, this is like, not just sad and sick, but it's a part of, you know, the sickness that happens in this country that is entitlement-based, right? If I don't like you, I can just run you out. And so they're negating the voters of Florida who put her in office to say, nope, you guys are not worthy of who you voted for. Remember this happened in Michigan when they had someone come in and, you know, put county manage, managers in at, at Detroit and all of those other cities and saying, hey, you guys can't govern yourself with your elected officials. We get to appoint to who's going to govern you. And every time you hear Republicans in the past talk about states' rights, states' rights, states' rights, until it's something that they don't like, then they strip people of power, which is a colonizer issue, right? And we don't like to address that. But these guys are being – they're acting like their ancestors. There's the only thing I can say about them. And we need to kind of push back against that and, and understand, like, people of Florida, why the hell are you voting for somebody so extreme and crazy? That must be a, t- a topic of conversation. It's like Texas. Absolutely. And whatever his name is. Ab- Ab- uh, uh, Abbott. Abbott. Yeah, yeah, that idiot. Yeah. It's just uh you know, and during the Republican debate, and I'm not sure if Mr. Elias is still here, but during the uh, Republican debate, you know, uh, DeSantis said he would take troops. Me and Mr. Elias watched that live uh, here in uh, Texas. He would take troops to go into Mexico and kill the cartel. What are you talking about? You can't use U.S. military troops for domestic matters. That's why you have the, the reserves and the freaking National Guard, you idiot. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous talk, Mr. Elias. If you yeah. are here, you want to want to uh, comment on that, man? Because you were just crazy. You were just going berserko like I was when his clown was talking. Hey, man, the Satan is who he is, man. This guy wants to, you know. If you're black, just shut up and listen to what I got to say. Anytime I got to say something, you don't have no, you don't have a chance to respond. You're black, just shut up and stand your place. And that's who he is. And 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 when it, when when Trump said make America great again, that's what he's talking about going back to slavery. And for those people who don't vote and don't get out and vote, this is what you get. They're taking away your rights. You always talk about my my rights. I want my rights. If I want my rights, well, your rights are being taken away from you right in front of your face, and you're doing nothing about it. Nothing. Yeah. Just letting it happen. Just crazy. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous, ridiculous how they just feel they can once again do throw their weight around and just be done with it. Jerome, you were trying to say something. Yeah, no, I was I was just, you know, reiterating what they're saying is that DeSantis and those guys are nutty and we just kinda need to understand that it is to us like as citizens, because I know that most people don't believe what those nuts believe and we don't even Understand that Republicans are only about 28% of registered voters across this country together. Yep. That's all of Republicans. 
So the nuts in the Republican Party is only a third of them, only about 10%. We're having 10% run the rest of the 90% in this country because they're crazy. Take your power yeah. back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just crazy, man. It's just, you know, make America great again. Like you said, Mr. LAS is all about saying make America great again. When was America great? Well, back in the 60s when we had control and we can call the shots. It's just a ridiculous state that our country's in. And, and That's on a that history note. Issue. I'm sorry. Online radio at its best. Oh, it's time for our final thoughts with Jerome. Go ahead and finish your thought, man. I didn't know you were coming in. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say that really quickly. On a, on a side note, as a history le- lesson, the reason that people mm-hmm. say make America great again because they don't actually know what America was at that time because propaganda tells us it was something that it actually was not. So, mm-hmm. hey, forget critical race theory. How about asking somebody to tell you the truth for once? See how that works yeah, out. Well, well, yeah, well, we'll see how it works because they've been telling the truth for the longest. What's happening right now with all these indictments, that's truth-telling at its finest. But, you know, if you choose to ignore it, then, you know, what can we do? This country's crazy, man. And it's just, it's unfortunate that we're in a state, of, you know, it's in the state that it's in. So it's time for our final thoughts. And uh, Momo Beezy is still here. We're going to let Momo be uh, ladies first. Give us your final thoughts, Momo, since you just, you know, just said, hey, I got paid a lot of money to be on time. And I never showed up, but I'm, you know, I don't care, whatever. <laughs> yes, Momo Beezy, final thoughts. <laughs> well, well, uh, uh, well, this is limited. Today is Cowboy's birthday. He's 78 years old. He oh, made it congrats. Yes. Cowboy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. He's, he's kicking. And, <laughs> and I mean that literally. He's a miserable <laughs> bastard. <laughs> but that's anyway, those who may not know. That's, good, that's Momo's, Momo's daddy. <laughs> yeah, when somebody yeah. calls you that, that's love right there. Don't take yeah, that yeah. literally. <laughs> cultures about. That's all that means. Miserable bastard. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Wish the cowboy well. Wish the cowboy well. <laughs> oh, thank you, and I sure will. I sure will. And that's all you know, I got we... to say. Yeah, yeah, there you go. We love you. Mic drop on that moment. All right, Jerome, man. Final thoughts. Yes, sir. Well, you know, I have this. I'm I'm going to take LES's place and just say take your butt out the vote. Like, do something different. And I know that there's a default that happens in this country, but we just can't let it just keep riding. Just can't let it ride on. So, everybody, you know, no, no worries. Just go out and make it happen. Absolutely. I'm not sure. Mr. Elias, you're still here, man. You got final thoughts you want to add? Yeah, yeah I'd like traveling. to say happy birthday to Cowboy as well. And yeah. uh, I'm going to reiterate what Jerome said. Get out and vote, because if you don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. And right now, they're trying to take your voice away. So if you don't want to have a voice, don't vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're right. Uh, if you don't have a voice, uh, if you don't vote, you have nothing to say. Let me read some comments here. Let me read one or two. Uh, well, actually one, because uh, we're running out of time. Kavita Man says Trump isn't going... He's not going out to shoot uh, anyone. What we have to worry about is about the thousand of uh, thousands of Trump supporters who will go out and shoot everyone. I want to say what's up to Chief Rob or Chef Rob as well. He's in the house. All right. Uh, my final thoughts are thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of our, our, our online family. We appreciate you. 
every week when we come on because I'm going to tell you something. You, you could be doing something else, but you're here listening to us, and we are very, very appreciative of that. And on that note, uh, Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Brown Show. Folks, that is it. It is a wrap. Uh, for Momo Beezy and Nikizi, for the main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit, <laughs> Mr. L.E.S., <laughs> and Vanessa May Belly for the Macanelli. I'm Jay Ross saying have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Ross Show. Coming up next on a need-to-know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. If you want to get in, you can get in right now, 347-850-1272. And on that note, everyone have a wonderful work week. And God bless. Take care. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to to the flag of the United States of America. Alright folks, it's been a long time, but it is time for On a Need to Know Basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit, doing the news. What's happening, man? What you got going on this morning? All right, so I don't. Since we missed this, um, you know, Clarence Avant. You know, if you've seen the movie The Black Godfather, the documentary with Clarence Avant's story, Clarence Avant passed away last week. Did you Did you know that? Oh wow, I did not know yeah. that, and I have not seen that movie. I'm pretty sure Mr. Dilley has seen it. I haven't seen it. Yep, I, I oh, wow. encourage everybody that it's it's a documentary the Hudlin brothers did, um, probably a couple it was a couple years ago. Now Clarence Avon okay. is a legend, legendary Grammy um, Grammy award winning um, executive, concert promotion, promoter, a manager. Um, they said he died peacefully in his home. He was 92 um, years old. His children said that the joy of his legacy eases the sorrow of our loss. And if you don't know who Clarence Avon is, he had a hand in dang near any everything. So even in politics, when people talk about, you know, Bill Clinton and the Monica Lewinsky story, George, uh, I'm sorry, Bill Clinton. When when Bill, Bill Clinton, Clinton, Bill Clinton, who was on the documentary, said that he received a call from Clarence Avon that told him. I know what you're thinking, thinking that he might want to resign. He said, but what you're going to do is do some work. And so the legislation and the work that Bill Clinton did during that uh, Monica Lewinsky um, situation or scandal, whatever you want to call it, it was Clarence Avant who guided him. Somebody who was (laughs) non-political, this black man who has all this power, um, called him. He helped out Jimmy Carter, um, um, Barack Obama. When he was, you know, everybody claims that his rise to fame was the Democratic Convention with with um, John Kerry, right? That speech. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. But here's the here's the secret behind that speech. When Obama wanted to speak, they put him on at ten o'clock in the morning, and he called oh, Clarence okay. Avon, and Clarence Avon said, "I'll call you back." And that's how Barack Obama, as young as he was, got on prime time. And at 9 o'clock, 
speech slot opposed to having it at 10 o'clock in the morning. Nobody would have ever seen that speech if it wasn't for Clarence Avon. Oh, wow. Now, see, that's a little bit of, that's a little known black history uh, moment right there. I had no clue about that. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Well, so, hello. I, Can I say something? Yes. Sorry, Jerome, but uh, yes. I, 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 I had a giggle to myself when you kept saying the Monica Lewinsky scandal or whatever you kept trying to name it. And I don't know why that was such a big deal. A lot of married people put things in people's mouths. And I don't even know what's oh. going on. <laughs> oh, God. Like, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, you My better bad, not. My You better not. No, no, go I'm ahead. Sorry, Let it go. He said, he said, it. He, said he called me Already a situation, a scandal, and he called it all kind of names. I'm like, she will do that every day. Just because yeah, oh, that's what you know how, at the time, people were saying he should resign and he should be doing this. And then that woman, you know, Linda Tripp, came out and made Lewinsky seem like he's a victim. She was a young girl who was manipulated by power. Like, they, that was a thing back then. So that's why I, I don't... was, but I, I, like I am now, I was sitting back then listening. I'm like, what in the world? Can we get we can yeah, I was something else in the world? The <laughs> I was struggling over the words because... Most people act like it was like the end of the world. Trump uh-huh. tried to overthrow a government, <laughs> and we look at the Monica Lewinsky stuff as like Bill Clinton. Oh my gosh, you know she was just a lowly twenty-four-year-old intern or something. Like it's like what? what? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that wasn't the first one she had in her. Hey, no, I'm that, that's my boy. Grown folks, grown folks. Matter of fact. See how see how Momo has changed the nature of this show. Let me go back to the middle. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jerome. I, I'm sorry. You're going to be quiet. You, you uh, have to, uh, I'm you sorry. Have to, or I was just saying um, that's my fault for taking it there with her. All right. So <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Jerome, before you go into the first right time. Because Real Dilly has raised her hand and says this is technically your show. Uh, are you taking oh, calls? Are you going? Well, what are you doing? Um, it's your show. <laughs> Should I have you screening calls today? All right, yeah, well, we'll 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 take a call, but we do have to go through. We need to get through at least like ten stories. I like people to have some information before we go, and I usually save okay. the debatable topics until we get past like about ten news stories. So okay. well, you can bring them in, but you know, I just want to we'll we'll go back and start running off some news stories in a second. Okay, bring there you go. All right, so Real Delia, let's bring her in. Real Delia, good morning, ma'am. You had your hand up. Uh, you're with Jerome, uh, so the mic's yours. No, please. go What's ahead. Going on? We're good. Real Delia? Sounds like she's trying to get in. Real Delia, are you there? Well, if she don't want to talk, I got something else to say. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm gonna be quiet. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have nothing to say. I, 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 <laughs> That's funny. Just like she's gonna defer her she time to Momo on this one. Yeah, you know, I tell okay. you what, man, it's interesting because Momo. It's funny. I got something the other day. Said, "Hey, when are you guys gonna bring the Jay Ross show back?" I miss laughing with y'all. I'm like, uh, that show is defunct, but Momo D <laughs> finds a way to. Oh my god. To be considered yeah. now, but oh. all right, Jerome. Sorry about that, man. Let me, let me tell you. Let me tell you, uh, you the Jay Wild show has gone 
by the way of Sanford and Son. You know how you watch one of the old episodes and you're like, y'all can say that? Like, that's yeah. what this Jay Rowdy show is. It's like, it's going to be off the rails. And I don't know if we can take the scrutiny that it took back then. Oh, it's just going to be oh, off the rails. Yeah. So, Jay's just a hater. That's why he don't bring it. Is that what it is? He's a hater. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's, he's Jay Rowdy. But everybody, like, we was doing our thing, and he got mad, and that's why it went off. Oh, that's all. Okay, it's something like good times. Okay, everybody know I love good times. That's what happened to good times. Everybody got mad mm-hmm. at each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a lot. That is a lot. I'm sorry, I'm going to draw the force back here as we let this, this, this woman just come in here and just be disrupted. <laughs> B word. Did you hear that, Joe? <laughs> I wouldn't call you nothing. Momo B, that's the B word. Yeah, see, she did that. You're right, Jay. I heard the nature. Uh huh. See, it was in her head. That's what she just said. Oh, you know, I forgot to say, you know, um, Bob Barker passed, too. He was 99. 99. Oh, that was the one from the Price right? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even hear that. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't have nothing to say about that, but he's not. Yeah, I, I was about to say, anyway, who cares? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, wow. the, my childhood cares. That was just a nostalgic game show when, whenever you got sick yeah, and had to stay home for school, we all watched The Price is Right. I loved it. I used to like when they rolled that wheel. I used to, I used to like when people got caught under it, and I was used to crack up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're cut. We're going to save Mobile B from herself right now. She was like, I want to see somebody get injured on The Price is Right. All right. I do. So, so, okay, so just in case you you are a stargazer, you know, um, August 30th is a supermoon. I don't know how many people do that, but the supermoon, it's the third one of the year. It's set to rise on the eve of August um, 30th. 9.36 9.36 Eastern, and if you're in the U.K., I think it's um, 2.35, whatever BST is. Maybe it's British Standard Time, but that's yeah, the start maybe. of August 31st. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. so okay. it's the 30th for us and the 31st for other people, BST. Okay. Cool. Okay, so even though when I heard your the the um, the um, story that you just played with the at I don't know why I wanted to call it asteroids, but what was it? The um, what do you call it, Jay? What are you talking about? Yeah, with the a, um, a what story was that it? It was did? yeah. We just did a story on looking up in in the sky and it made the sky brighter. The rain shower, meteor showers. Good lord, I couldn't think of that. So we we're, we're having about? over the weekend. <laughs> okay, okay, you didn't know okay. that. I did yeah, not know that. Jay is though. not even listening to his own media reports. That is a shame. I, I did not. So, <laughs> Are you, you just played the break? Are you just yes. I see you threw me off. Okay, you mean doing the update. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Doing I thought you were talking about something that we were going back and forth on. I'm like, what? Okay. No, no, no. no. Nope, the, the news break that had media showers has really yeah, reminded yeah, yeah, yeah. me of we're having a supermoon as well. Now, yeah. um, you know, more than... 300 or 3.5 million um, lost their millionaire status in 2022. So 3.5 millionaires lost their million dollar status. 
Now, most people don't think that that many people have that kind of money in this country, but apparently slavery has been very, wow. very good to some people. But uh, we hit wow. 1.8 million in the U.S. during the first fall in the global wealth since 2008 health crisis. This is according to a new study that just came out. The number of adults with assets totaling more than a million dollars dropped from 62.9 million people in 2021 to now 58.4 million by the end of last year. So, unfortunately, oh, wow. yeah, we lost we lost about 3.5 million. Now they probably have about 800 million, 800 thousand. So I wouldn't feel sorry oh. for them. But they just dropped under a million. Oh, All right. wow. So, they they tracked yeah, that yeah. stuff, too. Huh? Okay, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a funny thing when you do your taxes. <laughs> they know who got yeah, the money. Yeah. You know, people are filing. All right. So the, the U.S. is facing a drug and alcohol addiction epidemic. So two-thirds of adults reporting either they or family members suffered from addiction to drugs or alcohol. This is according to the... Um, to a, a new health tracking poll, and nearly 10% of people over the age of 18 um, said that they have lost a relative or friend due to overdose. Uh, separate oh, wow. data from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention showed that nearly 110,000 people died from drug overdoses in the U.S. last year, continuing um, the surge of drug-related deaths experienced during the COVID-19 um, pandemic. Um, deaths from overdoses in 2022 were the highest ever recorded in a calendar year. Oh, wow. And it was followed by 2001. Yeah. So there's still, yeah, not to be ignored, we still have other problems going on in this country with that, you know, I don't know, Congress could be working on, opposed to looking at for um, Biden's son's laptop. It's like, yeah, it's like exactly. it's like looking at Baron Trump lost a sock. It's like, let's see what that fool did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can sidetrack you on a lot of stuff. Now, yep. a record forty um, percent of eighteen to thirty-four year olds said that they don't drink alcohol at all. So there's a new Gallup poll that found that only sixty-two percent of Americans age eighteen to thirty-four said that they drink. So they said it's a decrease from 72% in 2003. Now we're down 10 more percent. Um, so what do you think? Of people who so what do you think? So let me ask you this. What do you think is the reason for that? So if you remember if the numbers drop somewhere, they're going, if they're lower in one category, they're getting higher and there's something else. So do you think it's vaping or yeah, something so, like that? What do you think? So I would think that it has to do in correlation to the amount of weed everybody's smoking, right? Because oh, once man. you legalize it, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It sounds like a good news, bad news thing, didn't it? It's like, hey, in the good news part, they're not drinking, but weed sales have gone, vaping has gone up, like all of that stuff. So I think people found another way of in, indulging. Yeah. But, but simply, okay, so tell me if you've heard this before, because I don't remember ever, you know, kind of contemplating this, but. Has there been? Do you think there's a lot of arrests from people being high driving, like impaired, opposed to drunk driving? Because I don't know anybody who killed anybody um, driving a car because they was high. I, I don't DWI know. Is, right? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> like so switching one to the other, we may have less DWIs, 
right? And mm, less big right. college on the road because people are now smoking weed opposed to drinking. Well, well, let me ask you this: Can it, is there a possibility where they have both in their system when it happens? Boy, you're always trying to balance the scale, aren't you? It could be I'm possible to smoke weed. I'm just saying. I was going to one or the other. It's like, well, what about the people who do both or none? <laughs> like, I'm like, hey, um, hey, I don't do either one, so that might be a legitimate question to ask. Well, I do all of it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Listen, Jay, if we can find somebody who does both, wait a minute. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't smoke. I don't smoke. I'm just kidding. Okay, I, it was just but I drink enough for everybody. I know that's right. And some Hennessy. Oh, Hennessy. Oh, never mind. Okay, quit, Rome. Hey, I think she will be fun on vacation. That's all I'm gonna put out there. Everybody, you don't even have to drink. He's gonna cover yours. Don't even worry about Everybody it. Everybody at the club is right. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. Oh, that is I did that a couple of times. We got we got kicked out of the club. Well, a, a lot. But every time we get kicked out, I start. I look. I start drinking people's drinks. <laughs> on the way out. You're like hold on, since yeah. I'm leaving. No, the people that went out, like not strangers. <laughs> <laughs> the folks who are not with us oh, in the club anymore. Oh my gosh. Jack. 
That's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculously high. I mean, I got in my vehicle the other day, and it said 112. Yeah. I said, oh, my God. This is, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And you know, what, you know what they don't measure? So when they do measurements, they'll measure temperature, like, at, at the airport or something like that. But in yeah. urban areas, almost 20 degrees hotter because of the concrete. Um, so when you don't have a lot of, like, um, you know, grassy areas and all the stuff that absorbs heat, it's actually hotter inner city than it is in rural areas. So when your temperature says, you know, at the airport, oh, it's 90, it can be up to mm-hmm. like 120 in, in the, your inner city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. so they never take That's a... a true statement. That, that might be a, a nice new um, media, media venture. You know, um, Byron Allen has the Weather Channel. We should have the yeah. Urban Weather Center. Like, it is hot as poop in here. <laughs> it's like it's, it's an old temperature. Uh, you know? Uh, it is do the right thing hot. Right? It's getting, we, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> yeah, we keep playing Nelly. <laughs> yeah, keep playing Nelly for uh for the whole twenty four uh, hours. Just hot. Hey, <laughs> and bring hey, Sam right back. Hot. That's funny, Jerome. That's, yeah, that's, that's what funny, I'm, man. You, your comedic timing is funny. I forgot all about that. It was hot and do the hey, right thing. That's a damn show. Mr. Uh, Mr. Right was thing. on the stump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweating his ass off. Yeah, listen, that's why we need Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson has been a blessing to the community because oh, technically, yeah, that's right. sometimes, sometimes it gets so hot you need to cuss. And Sam Jackson's <laughs> the person that comes in mind. He was How on hot is it? He rig, that's right. He was a DJ. He was a DJ. It was Sunny Love. Yeah, somebody, yeah. <laughs> yes. So you know yes. when Sam Jackson shows up and it's really hot outside, I'm going to tell you what it is. Now, now you know, I usually save most of my weed stories for LES. I don't know why, but, you know, yeah. a half of Americans have tried cannabis and 17% use regularly regularly according to a new poll so marijuana has become more available to americans and um legal in an in increasing number of states so their reports of use and experimentation has grown according to gallup so the gallup oh, wow. company gallup is saying mm-hmm. people are smoking weed every day in the words of oh, wow. oh, Nate dog sorry about that all right so um <laughs> you know there's this website called Better.com. Their okay. CEO fired 900 workers in a Zoom call, right? Really? <laughs> right. And so after that, he yeah. I wouldn't care. Wait, he was gonna he was gonna sell the company and it was gonna go into a merger, and so okay. they lost one billion dollars in two years. Now that's what you get for being evil to your employees. Because oh wow! What he yeah, he he fired 900 employees in a Zoom call two years ago, and his stock has not been better. You know, it went as much as 95%. Um, it sank in their first day of trading. He lost a billion dollars. And and the well, reason why I said I wouldn't have cared because I went. I used to drive an hour and some change to work, and they wait till I got all the way to work to fire me. You could have called me at home. <laughs> <laughs> We heard this story before. <laughs> I was look. I was tight. 
First of all, they wanted to hold your hand and see your face. That's all that was. That was that was the empathy of your company. There's like we need to call her in here to make sure she ain't loking up trying to come back during lunch because you know that might be. They might just. Might have had to send you straight to jail from work, opposed to letting you go home first. But like, just let me show up and get my shoes that I left up under my desk. Like, oh, yeah, oh, right, no. yeah. You, you, uh-huh. might, you might got a point there because I had a lot of stuff there. It's like I lived there. I had that shoes, yeah, shirt, like, like mm, <laughs> I don't know. Just give us your address. We'll send UPS by Friday. Like they don't know. Oh boy. Don't tell nobody at home and let them come in later. Like, forget that. I just want to make a couple of stops. She goes, I need to go to Morton away. Yeah. So you got to, yeah. You don't want to. You're like, I got to go to American Outfitters. I'm going to stop by Dick. I'm going to go to You make stops on your way to work. Okay, so I just wanted to not giving anybody any ideas. Look, and I'm just going. Up. Look, I'm just going to get my stuff, and then all of a sudden, yeah. everything just yeah. went left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just saw it on my way there. That's what. That's all that happened. Went to Academy. I didn't even thought about it that way. Thanks, Jerome. <laughs> yes, thank you. So, you know, maybe he was going to get Maybe you wanted some golf clubs. I don't know what you was getting, but they do have a hunting section, so I just don't want to say all that. All right, so... <laughs> You know, Biden created a new national monument near the Grand Canyon to protect one million acres of Native Native American land um, that will – now, here's where the contradiction comes. Lucrative mining of uranium is banned. So people are complaining that this sacred Native American land that Biden said, hey, we're going to protect one million acres – the people are complaining that they want to, you know, mine uranium. So he created a new national monument in Arizona that would protect that sacred um, ancestral place of Native Americans around the Grand Canyon, but blocked expanding uranium mining. So good for him. And, and, and the reason I say that is because with all this Trump stuff, the Biden administration is doing some stuff that I don't think he's getting enough credit for. And... Um, they're really putting it down. Without using Congress, they're doing some things that's making some changes in this country, and that's good. But what happens yeah. is that if you don't know that they're doing it, you don't think they're doing anything either. Because that's what right. Republicans are going to try to tell you. Yeah, that's All right. true. Now, yep, the Supreme Court blocked Purdue Pharma's settlement that would have shielded the Sackler family from being sued over, um, you know, the deaths caused by OxyContin and returned to uh, – of. Uh, um, Six billion dollar payout. So the justices said, what the, what the family tried to do is that they want to settle for six billion dollars, but they didn't want you to be able to sue them personally. So they wanted to keep their billions while 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 people are dying all over the place, and you could not, you, you know, you couldn't sue them. But the Supreme Court said, yeah, you can sue them. So they, the family, oh really? Uh, yeah, they blocked the settlement, shielding them from their um, civil rights suit. Um, so you can sue them civilly, um, Purdue Pharma, and then their family. Because what happens oh, okay. is they figure, you know, we can hide behind being a corporation. You can only sue that corporation. But they knew that they, you know, pretty much, you know, um, made all this money and then shielded themselves from it. 
and the Supreme Court said, no, you can't do that. So, wow. Uh, you know, so, so they, I know so they actually we did must, something worth something, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, again, they did it on the low, right? And they yeah. just kept it moving. But it was because I bet you if it was a crack epidemic. Okay, so here, here's the contradiction. So being that white folks are, you know, affected by Oxycontin, like, not, like black people aren't. But since they are, they won't protect them. But the, the victims of the Tulsa massacres, in their 90s and 100 years old, the Supreme Court was like, oh, y'all can't sue them. They wouldn't let black people get recourse. But white folks, they're like, oh, no, no, you can sue them. Black folks should have been able to sue because they use helicopters from the military to actually bomb yeah. them. Right? It's just like yep, in Philadelphia. Yep. The move folks, you know, the Philadelphia, they dropped the bomb on the house project. On row houses. Yeah. And nobody's ever gotten sued for that. Because really? they're like, oh, yeah. That I didn't part know. Of our... Wow. Yeah. Nope. No way. I mean, yeah. So that that is our, the contradiction that we live with um, in America is that black folks watch other people get some kind of, you know, reparations and all this other stuff. And yeah. it's like, oh, no, no, y'all be fine. Y'all don't need them. Yeah. You know, and I recently had this conversation now. Well, you know what? Actually, this fits into my next story. But um, I recently had this conversation that I don't think it's a case of white folks um, hating black people. I don't think they hate us. I think that they fear us, which is a whole different level of um, interaction. The fear of if they get if they get into control, here's what might happen. It's a fear issue more than it is a hate. Because if it was a hate, they wouldn't be running around here trying to do hip-hop all day and trying to elevate Justin Timberlake to the king of black people or something. Like, they really want to integrate with black folks, but they fear us, so they don't like black people leading black people. They don't mind white folks doing it. So, um, I don't know if you've seen um, Shikari Richardson win the 100 um, Pearl Games. And I love the fact yeah, I love the fact that in her press conference, she only spoke to the black reporters. And she told the uh, white reporters that she went by, no thank you, no thank you, no thank you. Because when she was banned from going to the Olympics, they said that she had marijuana in her system. And then this other white woman who had uh, performance-enhancing drugs in her system, they let her go to the Olympics. But we, they wouldn't let Shikari go. After her grandmother passed, or her mother or grandmother, someone passed. So now that she's back on top, she's like, uh, no. And coincidentally, she, Shikari um, Richardson, Noah Lyles, anchored the U.S. in back-to-back victories in a 4 by 100 on Saturday, giving Americans the sweep of um, those relays in the World Championships for the first time since 2007. So for Lyles, it was out a 3-for-3 championship. He's the first man since um, Usain Bolt in 2015 to win the 100, the 200, and the 4x100 at the Worlds. And um, the U.S. women finished .18, .18 seconds faster than Jamaica 
with Britain fit, finishing in third. So Shikari Richardson is having uh, had a tremendous um, um, weekend uh, or week at the World Championships, and, and again, I am proud of that young lady. She she has um, I have not I have become a fan of hers just because how she's handling it. And black folks need to understand that you have to hold, you have to own your own talent. You don't need permission from anybody else, and she's now owning it. It's an individual sport for her to run around 100. So when all of these newspapers started calling her names and saying that she needs to grow up, that kind of stuff, they were really negative on her. Now that she's on top, she's talking to who she wants to talk to, and she's not talking to who she wouldn't want to talk to. I suggest that we all live in that kind of freedom. But much respect well, to Kyrie. That's how I live. What, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> And what about Simone Biles? I mean, look, look at Simone Biles. I mean, what happened with her? How when when she had the mental illness thing, and you know, I read some of the reports. Some of these people were saying about her, and look what she she came back with a vengeance, boy! Wow. Yes, mm. and and she's actually on today. The the women's oh, um, gymnastics is on um, later on this evening, and you know they're prime time. Her, Jordan Childs, um, Suni um, Lee. Um, you know, all of those guys are back there again, so I'm looking forward to seeing them. But Simone Biles is another one. She did nothing yeah. but be gracious during her whole time in gymnastics, and they came at her like she didn't have heart and all of this yeah. other stuff. You know, yeah. just cruel. And yeah. so what she did, what she did is she, um, you know, refocused herself, took some time off, and now she's back and come back with a vengeance. You know... If you do something that nobody else in the world can do, but they say, well, we're going to ban it because it's dangerous, they're not taking her talent into account. So uh, they wouldn't have done that to Nadia Comaneci or nobody. They'd be like, oh, my gosh, she's phenomenal. Like, they would have elevated her because she could do something else. Simone, they punished her for it. They took off points because they said that if you do this since it's so dangerous – we're going to have to – it's named after her. She created it. But anyway, yeah. so Simone is also, um, you know, coming coming back with a vengeance. You yeah. know, I, I don't I don't remember – did you guys ever talk about that Alabama brawl thing? We, well, we tried yep, to. Yep, we sure did. I was well, in charge. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, but, but we had a problem with the uh, – Tried and we did like a no, we didn't have no yeah, problem. Jerome, let me tell you what happened. Jay was scared. Well, he was scared to talk about it because he just thought uh, I could do that type of stuff. But I was here for it. Oh my gosh, she just lied to us to her teeth. Oh my goodness, she was scared. About, oh, we having problems. We ain't never had no problem in years. Now all of a sudden, when we want to go against white right people, Jay was scared. Oh Jay was scared. You, <laughs> you stop this nonsense right now. <laughs> okay, we did talk about it. Jay, send your uh, comments to Momo B at uh, yeah. momob.com. Like just leave us yeah. alone. Right. Momo is no, and, no, 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 no. That, that's the wrong. Jay was scared. Address, uh, he was scared. That's the wrong. You know, he's not wrong. You know, he's not You know, he's not wrong. 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 You know, he's not wrong.
So I just need to expose the names of them since I was not here at that time. So the Alabama authorities have released the names of some of the men and women involved in that brawl that erupted on Montgomery's Riverfront Park. Um, So the police chief said the incident occurred, obviously, after a private boat owner and his family uh, took a designated dock space for uh, a tourist festival, right? And it took passages up and down the Alabama River. So they said that 13 people were detained at the scene, all three suspects, um, all white men have been charged with assault. Yep. So Robert, Richard Roberts, who's 48, Alan Todd, who's 23, Zachary Chipman, who's 25, um, who, we, that the police chief said, we've had trouble with them in the past. And oh, yeah. so the riverboat captain said, says the group of white men who started that brawl visit every year and once stole a golf cart before ditching it in a hotel. And he revealed yep. that. Um, he was the ship captain was pressing charges. So this woman, Mary Todd, who's 21, she turned herself in. She was the fourth person that was charged. Um, yeah, she should have been charged because she don't she don't yeah. even know how to fight. She's the Black Riverboat uh, crew captain, the co-captain, and um, so she joined um, Richard Richard William Roberts, Alan Todd, Zachary Chase Shipman, and um, you know, they were taken in by the, the Capitol Police. And I think the feds are investigating them for hate crimes, even though they're saying that they were just they were there 24 hours prior for a Trump rally, by the way. But it wasn't. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. There was on that same in that same area is where the um, Trump rally was 24 hours prior to that. So they were spilling their oats again. You know what? It, oh, wow. I was a lot of comments like um, where people were talking about this and there was a guy who hit some people with a chair and they kept saying that they thought that he was going to go to jail so I don't you know we'll have to ask um, our resident attorney this but I am pretty much I am 90% sure, sure that most states have the same law and it's a variation of the same law but you know that you can use any force necessary to stop someone from harming someone else. Don't get a court-appointed attorney because you need a paralegal to go find out whatever that that um, case is in your state. But I know what it is in New York State. But you can, no matter what, so they said the guy hit this woman with a chair and he's going to get arrested, and I said, no, he's not. Because those guys were the aggressors on that black man, and they kept being aggressive, and you can stop them any way you want to. So, I thought he did get what? arrested. I saw his mug shot. Well, no, no. A lot of people got no. into jail, but they let everybody go. And then they came back to my, oh, yeah, there's a warrant out for the, the three white people and whatever. But I they saw let him mug shot. They let him go. Okay, they, I know I no, saw they, a mug no. shot. <laughs> they caught, they caught him. Okay. Listen, they, they caught him in. For quite, they were like, can you voluntarily turn yourself in? Right? So he would okay. probably, even if he came in, they may have done that, but it's not. That's not illegal. So you can get arrested for anything. That don't mean that they can charge you for yeah. anything. So how the yeah. system works is that the DA <laughs> presses charges, the police will can can detain you. But the, oh, okay. the charging portion of our justice system is 
um, the DA will say, hey, that's not an offense that we can charge you for. That's why when then you get why pulled over by a policeman, that's why when you get pulled over by a policeman, you should always ask for their superior because they are obligated to know the law, not the patrolman. So when you talk to a policeman, he goes, that's not the law. Those dudes are not certified paralegals. They don't know the law. They're just and detaining they don't know you. Nothing. They're, they're detaining you so that somebody else can make a call. So you need to mm-hmm. escalate it as fast as possible and say, hey, let me see your supervisor and let mm-hmm. them determine. Because they're liable, and most people don't know, that once their supervisor makes the call, then they're liable. So if you detain somebody unreasonably or without merit, you can sue them. Which they most do people all just the time. They do and it all the time. Don't because people don't we don't know. Yeah. We don't know any better. That's why I'm glad I went to John Jay College, criminal justice, and I know a lot. Hey, so don't, stop, wait a don't tell me what to do. <laughs> oh wait a minute, I was I was thinking that's where DMC did, but he BMC went to St. John's University. Uh, <laughs> he went to John. My bad. BMC in the place to be. We haven't celebrated of uh, the 50th of hip hop, but we'll talk about that next show. My bad. It was DMC in the oh, place I'll to be? Oh, I'll be there for that. Hey, yeah, DMC we got, we got to celebrate. Place to be. Well, you mean, what, what, what do you mean by BMC? No, run, run Rural DMC. Of Manhattan Community College? No, he went to um, St. John's University. I thought he went to John uh, Jay, but he went to St. John's. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. My bad. But you so keep saying BMC is a place to be. Yeah, because I said run, you know the song, run DMC and the place to be. I went to St. John's uh, University. I, uh, you know, since, uh, not the grade, went straight to college. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. See, I had to go a little farther for Bobo. She's like, wait a minute, where did that come from? Uh, yeah, you know, I'll catch on to everything. Shut up, Jay. Jay's getting mad again. No, I didn't say nothing. <laughs> I hear you moaning over there. And we all know you ain't got no girlfriend. Go okay, on. okay. Um, here we go. I'm going to mute her no. ass. All right, Bobo. Well, <laughs> you've been muted, Jerome. I'm going to mute her. <laughs> Yeah, see, you see now you rethinking not meeting her, didn't you? <laughs> like I said, it early. We should have brought her in halfway through the show because she's going off the rails. All right, <laughs> but Momo can will be the only one that hears. You have now you're now on mute, <laughs> like you have been muted. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. All right, so there's outrage as an Italian bar charged two dollar fee. For cutting a sandwich in half. So, <laughs> a disgruntled customer shared the photograph of a receipt online as proof that he got a ch- he got a charge while he was in northern Italy because he asked them to cut his sandwich in half and they charged him two dollars for it. Oh wow! Shoot, I would always yeah. You go to a restaurant and they cut your food and they charge you for the cut. That's Something's crazy. wrong. Something's wrong in this. Piece. Yeah. yeah, they would have got cut. <laughs> and you wouldn't even charge them for that, would you? <laughs> like, no, no, the two dollars. No, was she on didn't me. got charged for it. Well, that, oh. That's true. There would have been a charge. <laughs> That's a little different. Now, a former Las Vegas private school teacher has been hit with uh, charges after being accused of having a four-year-long relationship with one of her female students. Now, oh, wow. she was 34. I would have played black or white, but this is going to be obvious. 
Caitlin Glover, 34, faced charges of felony lewdness with a child of 14 or 15 after um, allegedly engaging in a relationship with that student um, at Mount View, Mountain View Christian School. Oh, it's at a Christian school too, so that's nice. So they said, "Oh, we're supposed to after." No, I'm just saying, you know, Catholic Church. Like we always have problems around this, but nobody wants to address it. So we're doing news on this show. Now she was the yeah. director of athletics and student leadership. Um, she's a former educated educator. Also faces two charges of being a school employee in a position of authority while engaging with um, sex with a pupil over the age of 16. Glover has denied the allegations and has argued that she was the mother figure and mentor to the student. But the former student told police she was coming forward after hearing that Glover reportedly was in a relationship with another student. Now, see, this sounds like jealousy to me, right? So once she found yep. that out, she said, well, I had a relationship with her, too. I don't know what I think about that, but that's just what happened. You know, just wanted to, just wanted to say that. Now, um, okay, so in the U.K., now get this. They have a Miss Hitler beauty contest. And they what? call this woman, yeah, the Aryan angel, and boasts that she's white, a pure-blooded female exposed by Nazi hunters, um, as a forty, she's a forty-two-year-old mother. This is what the world is coming to. So she said her Miss Aryan Angel and is favored to win this um, Miss Hitler contest. Oh, and by the way, the find this information at? Oh, they come over to regular news feeds. This is AP, UBI, <laughs> Reuters, um, the BBC, um, the Daily Mail. And you just These, you just sit there and read this stuff. I read a probably. It's, it's Momo quizzing me. Put her on mute. I don't know what she's doing. Oh my god! I'm just wondering. I mean, like, thing, I, I, I'm just saying. I'm not mad at you, Jerome. I oh, okay. Thank you. Look what he say. You the smartest man alive, or whatever Jay said about you. <laughs> but you just well, read some stuff that I would never even read. Like some of this well, stuff is just outrageous. Just like the Miss Hitler. Like who? What? So I just I'm yeah, just wondering. Yeah. You just sit there and read all day. Well, you know, here's the thing. Where when we have news stories, most people don't have time to go through news, and we're watching um, news that somebody else is editing for us. So really, real news stories that are out there, we don't get exposed to. So sometimes some of the news stories I do pretty much seems like shocking and and um, and sensationalized. They happen so much, I think that we have to cover them in our news story to let you know what's going on in the world. Because it just seems like, oh, this, I never hear this. Well, you don't hear it because white folks are editing news stories to be like, oh, a black person must have stole uh, a slice of pizza yeah. from a, right? <laughs> so when you know that some woman named Sarah Munford, 42, and a member of a far-right group, British First, is calling herself Miss Hitler, then you need to know that that exists, too. We have okay, to do... Jerome, don't try to put me in my place. No, no, no. I'm saying that for everyone else. I'm not for you, but I'm glad you asked the question that because I am, you know, people call me. I'm a strategist, so they go, how do you know this stuff? And it's like because I cover news. It's a part of what I do. 
I know it anyway. So whether I was doing a campaign or not, I do it anyway. So I have information. Uh, I love you. Man. So, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now you know you're gonna say the, I love you too. That's what you're supposed to sorry. say. I love you too, girl. <laughs> I'm not getting drunk with you, but that's a whole other story. That's up. Elias and Jay, y'all fun on vacation and send plenty of pictures. <laughs> Ain't no uh, pictures. We don't do uh, pictures. Oh, no, well, you know, this is Jay now. Jay might have to. You got a social media thing to keep up. So this, yeah. there might be a picture. <laughs> he's just going to no, edit it. No, I'm going to tell you something. If there was ever any pictures, Jay is going to be the last one that want to be posted because I'm a. Everybody uh, Jay. Is your, is your finger on the button, Jay? Uh, 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 it's uh, not uh, even a. But, uh, how does this even happen? I cannot believe what I'm here. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, this is all your fault, too, Jay, because I just want to tell you, you oh, left her off. Oh, okay. Now, this is Jerome. Jerome, this is your time. So, Jay, better be quiet. Oh, okay, fine. Okay, <laughs> fine. I'll take, I'll take the blame for this. See, Elias yeah. would have put her on mute. I just want to say that for the record. I'm just joking. Oh, right. so, no, he Elias, would not have. Elias would have. Yeah, he, he likes when I get going. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, so you know, so I know it's golfing season. So golf may double your risk of skin cancer, according to a new study. So researchers in Australia have found that over a quarter of regular golfers have been diagnosed with skin cancer at some point in their lives. But golfers oh, wow. were two and a half times more likely to be diagnosed. Now, yeah, because the skin cancer you get from being in the sun, like all the people in Florida, yeah, in the sun golfing. I I did golf with my before I got fired. I was we would have <laughs> we would have golfing events, and I went to those, and I had fun. Like I really did. I didn't think I was gonna like it, but I like drinking because they supply all the drinks, and I like driving them little carts and flipping them in the in the swamp, and it was fun for me. But all that other ball, hitting the ball, not even seeing where the ball go, can't find the ball, that wasn't too much fun. But everything else about it was very entertaining. So you see how Mobile B likes to break the rules. She was like, I flipped over a couple of golf carts and had some drinks. I did. I don't think that's what the game was about. Although, you know, I sit on a couple of boards and we just had a golf tournament last, a couple of days ago. So I did not golf this year. But um, I I was there, so yes, it it you yeah, have you to golf with. That? No, you have to golf none with people the, you none like. None of the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there's other ways you to have fun. You just went there and hit the ball. There there's yeah, there's a lot of ways to have fun. I do. There's an, an adventure. Well, I I'm adventurous, uh, and I don't yeah. play by nobody's rules. Jay, I think not, I think saying I'm not adventurous, Jay. So I I know where this is going. I don't have access to the mute button. Up. Well, just, she's like, wait a minute. No, I'm, I'm gonna be quiet. Look, I'm gonna be quiet. Uh, yeah, You're yeah, fine. you gonna be quiet. Shut up. <laughs> don't do nothing. I'm, I'm not gonna say nothing else. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. So Pfizer has lost 88 billion dollars in market share in just one year. After they suffered, uh, um, you know, a major loss over that COVID vaccine because they enjoyed a $100 billion in sales last year pro- powered by the COVID vaccine and drugs. Um, but after the first, um, you know, they were the first pharma 
firm to break a billion-dollar barrier, it, its performance has fallen off in the years just because nobody's, ain't, nobody's taking no shots no more. So even though COVID is coming back and, you know, we just got – I actually skipped that news story, but um, COVID infections in the U.S. has um, nearly doubled in the past, past month aiming a risk of two highly muta- you know, mutated versions, according to um, official yeah. data. And um, the test positivity rate in the U.S. has, um, has come back and has doubled. It soared 1 in 15 in a week for July and 1 in 8 from the people who are taking tests. 1 in 8 people are testing positive now. So Yeah, you're um, right. Yep. So several states, including Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, it's one in six people are coming back with COVID, coming back with positive COVID in the recent weeks. So I'm not, I don't know what to say about this, but the government isn't subsidizing the COVID shots anymore, so the pharmaceutical companies aren't making as much money. But I think the Biden administration actually added more money um, to pay for them, if you want them. Nobody's telling you to take them. They're not saying it's necessary because most Americans are actually um, had some kind of immunity or vaccination by now. So well, the I, risk I, I said low. I was gonna say nothing. Look, look, I said I was gonna say nothing, but I got something to say. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I know a lot of people who took the COVID vaccines, me included. I took two of them, <laughs> and the people who take them is still getting COVID. So what, what's that about? Well, well, it's not to stop get getting COVID. COVID. It's to yeah. stop dying from COVID. Right. Oh, right. so I can still get it. I'm just not going to die. Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. That's, that's, I just want to know. <laughs> I know Jay found that funny. But here's the thing. If you don't, it's like catching a regular, because COVID is a, a more aggressive version of the cold, of a cold. So it's just a yeah. COVID um, strain. But it's more aggressive. So if it wasn't introduced to your body, your body doesn't build defenses to it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So you, most people are not dying from COVID like they did in their first part of the pandemic because our bodies wasn't exposed to it. It's almost like looking at the fact that there are some islands off of the coast of India that have some indigenous people, and they won't let anybody around them because since they haven't been exposed to, like, a regular common cold, if they catch it, they will die from it. Right, so if you haven't been exposed to anything, then you really are susceptible to one of those viruses taking you out, and it could be something simple. Mm-hmm. But see, that's so why you're the smartest man in America. Whatever, JJ. <laughs> hey, I, I try. <laughs> I try. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know, I don't know why you're apologizing. You need, realness. you need some realness. That's why he was scared to talk about the white people the other week. That's why I tell him you need to care. <laughs> Jay is you not are a liar. Some oh people needed their ass beat, and that's what they got, and that's what they needed. <laughs> oh, and Jay was scared to say it. Oh, she's lying. Oh, that is insane. Again, where do you send your um, comments to, Jay? Mumob.com. Uh, there you are. Oh, no, uh, liar, liar, pants on fire.com. <laughs> All right. So scientists well, we have, have developed. Minutes, Jamal. Can, can, can we can we I bring see. some law and order around here, sir? Uh, yep, I'm, I'm gonna be quiet I'm, again. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna throw in a serious news story for us. I, 
I prefer mm. us to learn something before Monday. So here, here's what we have. So scientists have developed a holy grail cancer drug that kills all solid cancer tumors while leaving other cells unharmed. So the new molecule, molecule code name, okay, so it's AOH1996. AOAH1996. It targets a protein um, present in most cancers that helps tumors grow and multiply in the body. So the significance, this is significant because this protein, um, it will, okay, it's called the PCNA. Um, they thought it, that particular um, antigen was undruggable, is what they called it. But the drug was tested on 70 different cancer cells in the lab, including those derived from breast cancer, prostate, brain, ovarian, cervical, and lung cancer, and was effective against them all. So the drug is an accumulation of 20 years of research um, and development by the City of Hope Hospital in Los Angeles, one of America's largest cancer centers, and the latest study was published in the journal Cell Chemical um, Biology. So the results will now need to be replicated in people. The drug is currently being tested uh, on phase one of its clinical trials at the City of Hope. So I say that to say that there is progress being made. And um, like I said, if you have a lung, you want to go to Roswell in Buffalo, they have the cure that um, Cuba had. Cuba has cured lung cancer for at least 20 years. But in this country... Lung cancer is fatal because there's no cure that the Americans has developed. But Cuba has one. So if you're black, go to Cuba. I don't mean that if you're white, you can't go to Cuba. But your medical coverage is free in Cuba if you're black. So they don't charge you. And so, uh, you could get a, you could get a new lung, but I, I hope you make it out of that, mother. Uh-oh. No, no, no. See, I'm going to have to stop you because here's our serious part of our program. Cuba is pretty safe for for everybody. That is not true. Oh, yeah? That is what white folks. That's what white folks keep telling us because they hate Cubans. And you know, there's a really good clip of Nelson Mandela being asked by a white reporter how come he support Cuba, and he said because when apartheid happened, we went to the United States, and the United States did nothing. Cuba helped us. China helped us. Brazil helped us. And notice that those countries that white folks hate are the people who help black people. So oh, the hate- see, that's why you're the smartest man in America. Yes. I didn't know that. So during, I just, yep, I just, yeah, thank you. Right, from, from what everybody else guessed about them, from the Haitian Revolution, once Haiti freed themselves, they went and freed and helped Colombia, all the nations that the U.S. hate. Venezuela, they actually freed... Um, um, people off of Barbados, they got colonizers out of the area because Haiti knew that if they let those colonizers stay there, that they would eventually try to take back um, Haiti, and Haiti freed, um, freed all of these other nations. And that's why Europeans not stand Haiti it. right now. I don't know if you're going to know, because I, I don't even know what I'm getting ready to say, but there used, <laughs> there used to be a place mm-hmm. that there was a, a border between one country and another and they used to not let people in and be and they just used to do see that's like that. I know what I'm saying they used to do bad stuff and I'm like why would you all you have to do is cross the line and get out of there and they used to do that but I don't know why 
I don't know why. I just I just wanted. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but I wanted to know the names of the places. But I don't know why people treat people so bad. I just don't understand. Well, yeah. Well, the African Union um, in the last couple of weeks they developed uh, a relationship to bring down their borders. So anybody black can go to Nigeria, for example, because they understand that there was their colonizers that actually put up those borders between countries. You used to be able to just roam free without passports. But for some reason, with European culture, they draw they drew lines in everybody because one country said, we own these black people, and the other one said, we own right. these. And they put these borders up. But right now, those countries are rebelling. So the interesting thing against, and I shouldn't say rebelling, they're just taking ownership of their own land. But what's going to happen is you're going to watch the rhetoric start up from France, from Britain, from the U.S., and we're going to be naming those guys enemy of the state again just because we couldn't control them. So what, even what happened in Libya was a part of the same thing. The first thing the U.N. bombed with Gaddafi was the – they had the largest man-made um, pipeline of water. They were bringing water to the desert, and the U.N. bombed that first. Why would they start to starve our people because they didn't like Gaddafi? That is that is European. Interest. So on that note, we'll end the show. I know we're running right up against it, Jay. So I just wanted to make sure we we kind of covered some Don't of. Don't listen to Jay. He's just a hater. That's okay. <laughs> hey, and everybody that's out there, I hope you get a good taste of the dose of Momo B because you won't be hear her ass on this air for a minute. Thank you very I damn it. much. Whatever. Hey, Momo says she would rather be fired over the phone, so just make sure you don't That's invite her over. <laughs> 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 she did say that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, if you uh, let her make stop, she might have a problem. Uh, She's like, I got two things oh I need to stop right there. Oh, goodness. <laughs> All righty, then. I have and to wait. I have to wait. Jerome. Jerome be put me on to stuff. I didn't even think about that, and he's right. Because if you want to fight me over the phone, I still got stuff to get. <laughs> well, well, there you go. I can't wait to hear the remarks this week when people get chance to listen to you. I, get to I got, my, oh I got my little. I got my daughter picture, my son picture. I got stuff there, so I'm coming. All right, you did. All right, Jerome. Well, listen, man. Thank you for letting me be alone for the ride, and uh, I'm not sure about the about that one, but I do appreciate it. And uh, the episode is officially over. Uh. All right, join us anytime. <laughs> no, don't say that. No. All right. Uh, thank you very much. Well, you gonna be on mute, so you just got fired over the phone. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Uh, I got. All right, then. Ain't nothing new. I got fired many times. Take your ass home. Bye, Momo. Bye. Get out. All right, guys. I'll start with Lisa. Have a great week. Oh my gosh. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>